I'm well, also also fun fact about myself that you may not know. Yeah, you were really a music good. minor in college, John? No, no, no. Oh. While that is fun, I think people know that I am really good at making a trumpet noise with my mouth. Do it. Do it. Right now? <laughs> what do you mean? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the TMNT Shellcast. I am your host for this episode, John, the best host, as has been proven. And with me are Andrew, older brother Andrew. Andrew, how are you? I'm great. I'm doing great. Very nice. In a log cabin train background. And Chris, who is also in a log cabin, apparently. Chris, younger brother Chris, how are you? I'm good. Coming off the bye week, John has had an extra week of preparation, so we'll see if he can execute. Yeah. Undefeated off bye weeks. And if there were any week to be a bye week, it would be Return of the Fly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking huge, awesome episode. Yeah. This episode, listeners, is probably one of the best episodes that has been, in my mind. There's mega there's guest appearances by two mega stars a return appearance obviously of the fly this ha- episode has pretty much everything pretty much everything and it's episode number 40 of the shellcast which is the ronald reagan episode i've dubbed nice john noted reagan reaganist <laughs> reaganomics yes. guy hi uh chris Give me a, the layman's explanation for Reaganomics. Fucking trickle down, buddy. No, you spend, you outspend Russia. You spend him into the ground. That's how he won the Cold War. <laughs> Debatable. Nobody knows. Could John's, getting, John's getting political on the podcast. <laughs> this is NPR now. Yep. This is NPR. Um, well, with the bye week, um, Chris, did you do anything during the, the time off? I, um, no, why well, we talked about this before. I had one of those good old gas station cheeseburgers the other day. Wow. I was in a Cumberland Farms and it, I saw it, I was in line, I saw it float on the shelf and I was like, you know what, for old time's sake, let's throw this bad boy in the microwave. <laughs> And I don't know if they changed the formula, but it sucked. <laughs> so it was a terrible, honestly, bottom five burger experience. <laughs> so I don't know what happened, but it wasn't great. You got it from Cumbies? Yeah, it was the difference was it was they only had it was a black Angus bacon cheeseburger. <clears throat> they didn't have just the normal cheeseburger. So I don't know if the mm. bacon, but tough to tough to eat to be honest did you microwave it in the store no they don't offer you now have to ask them to microwave it and i don't want to make a scene in the cumbies fucking chef cumberland back there banging (laughs) out chef Chef mike in the back banging out burgers yeah it was more i didn't want other customers to know what i was doing so i said ring this up put it in a bag 
so I can get out of here. Oh, that was a mistake. You went home, home microwave on a commercial microwave. Let me burger. tell you. No, it's I. The label said microwave for ninety seconds, and I thought the same thing. I was like, my microwave, not going to be powerful enough. This is, I got to scale it. I put it in for ninety seconds. It was like the surface of the sun coming out of the microwave. <laughs> Did you leave it in my the plastic hand. bag? The bag poofs up, which did not appear to be a microwave safe. It was wrapped in like saran wrap, basically. But it puffed up, and when you pierced that plastic, it was like a steam whistle right in your hand. So, either way, not great. Not going to spend all this time on a burger, but not great. Well, well, what you should, Andrew, did you do anything? Uh, enjoy the bye week, the week, the week off. I did. I was the uh, reason for the bye. I was on a work trip in Louisville, Kentucky. Let me tell you, there's not a good reason to go there unless you live there. Burgoo, buddy. Did you eat burgoo? Isn't that a big thing? No, I drank a lot of bourbon, which was delicious. Um, I went to the Louisville Slugger Factory, which was cool. Uh, specifically they have like, I think they, the stat was there's like 8,000 major league baseball players that have signed a contract with Louisville slugger, like their parent company. And so they have the, you know how they have like their signatures etched into their bats. Um, so they have a whole wall of the vast majority of those 8,000 players. So you can see everybody's name the year that they were signed a contract. And then the other thing that was cool, right when you walk in, there's like, replica bats based on the specs of all-time greats like Babe Ruth, um, like, you know, everybody, uh, and some modern guys too. So it was cool. Like they had no Mars bat there, which was kind of neat. Um, Mm. who else? Like Javi Baez, a lot of, a lot of modern people as well. So that was cool, but overall kind of seems like a city that's still struggling a little bit. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Hmm. Is that how they say it? Well, isn't Louisville? Louisville. 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 Yeah. Louisville. It's definitely not Louisville as I thought it was before I traveled there. So Louisville. Louisville. I'm a, so it's a Louisville slugger. Louisville. Louisville. Andrew said with the L at the end, and he was just there, John. You don't know everything. I've been there. I've been there multiple times. You want to have a and I've also uh, I've also frequented Lexington, Kentucky, and Versailles, Kentucky. I think it's Versailles. It's not. No. Yeah, it's named after Versailles. Chris. Chris. Louisville. All right. Well, I think we get this show on the road. What do you say? Andiamo. That's what I say. Wow. What is that, Italian? I wouldn't know. I've never been. I thought that was Spanish for let's go. Maybe it's Italian. Andante? Andiamo. Let's go. Italian, yeah. Isn't Vamanos? (laughs) Arriba. Anyways, Chris talked a lot about microwave burgers. What he should have been talking about was pizza time. Because we will kick off the show with pizza time. And Chris, will you refresh our memory about 
the pizza time conclusion from last episode? Uh, I'd love to. I'll start by saying John's show notes wrong. Chris is not eating pizza this week. <laughs> Andrew is eating the pizza this week. And if if memory serves me correct, if I recall correctly. <laughs> what? Yeah. How far is that? It's, it's from uh, the... <laughs> it's a Will Ferrell blooper from Eastbound and Down when he's whatever. Very Will Ferrell was reference. in Eastbound and Down? Yeah. Season yeah, he was two or three, dealer. I can't remember. Never saw. He was in Never Mexico. Saw. Yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious. But anyway, um, Andrew spun the wheel. God, there were power ups used. Yeah, the first power up. The first power up was the odds maker. John used it uh, on spicy mozzarella because I had said that's what I was hoping for. Um, I spun. I got pepperoni, onion, and red onion, which Chris had already done. So I respun, and I got spicy mozzarella, to which Chris combo sliced me. Uh, then I landed on Venusian tree slug, yep. which thereupon I used a respin, got anchovy, used another respin, and got spicy mozzarella again. So, so double spicy mozzarella. Did yeah. you write that down? Or did you just actually remember all that? It's from the show notes. I did not remember any of that. Um, okay. But kind of wild because there were two, four different power ups used and. I used two respins back to back. So getting a little getting a little crazy out there during pizza time. I do believe I said I wanted to double the spicy. I wanted to combo the spicy part of the mozzarella. Yeah. And and double that I did. So there are a lot of ways I could have gone with this za. Um, but when I was in the so one way I was thinking that I hinted at was maybe like a spicy olive oil um like a little drizzle i forget what that stuff's called hot chili oil something like that um which is good but while i was in the grocery store what did i stumble upon melinda's pizza hot sauce so this is a you know sauce form of crushed red peppers so i was like all right let me let me get that and then I'll put regular red peppers on top of it. Four. That's a genius product, whoever. Th- it is. Marisa, whatever your name is. So here's my slice. Holy shit. going John sized. I see. Shit. Well, Look how red that is. That looks nuclear, though. Is yeah. that sauce? Yeah. Yeah, that is a sauce. So what I did was I got oh, a. Wow. It just doubled in size. Yeah. It looks like a giant slice of pepperoni. Yeah, so what I did was I got DiGiorno, little personal pizza, uh, like mozzarella. I put some extra mozzarella on there from my bag cheese in my fridge. Andrew with the back-to-back DiGiornos on this pizza. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. I had to. I'm all, I'm all like red-hued out now right now <laughs> on my screen from the from the pizza. You're just uh, hopefully, the spice. Hopefully not a sign yeah. of things to come, honestly. Um, burns going in, burns coming out. Yeah, yeah, you should have steam coming out of your ears right now. You look like a cartoon. Yeah. So anyway, what I did was I baked it for 19 minutes at 425, like the package said, whereupon I added this hot sauce, which I then spread with a butter knife to get a very even coating. 
uh, probably too much to be completely honest. And I should have just done half. I don't know why I did the whole pizza. Um, and then I put that in the microwave for 10 seconds just to, you know, activate the, uh, <laughs> this, the ingredient. And then the I, <laughs> yeah. And then I, uh, yeah, sprinkled my crushed red pepper on top. So this is, I feel like a pretty true to form mm. double spicy mozzarella pizza. So away we go. Does look good. Ooh, crust first. Crust. Yeah, he's trying to temper the heat. I did, uh, well, as Andrew eats, I did have some pizza this weekend from the Upper Crust Pizzeria yet again. Wow. I also had some pizza. If you had checked Twitter, you would have seen maybe a little I did jalapeno s- pineapple action going on. Wow. Very nice. I had, um, um, it was like pepperoni and sausage, but the sausage were cut thinly as if they were pepperoni. So Ooh, that was great. And, when and Hamburg on it. Uh, we ordered it Saturday, uh, Friday night. Wow. You know, it would have been nice little pizza Friday participation mm. from the group, but the last <laughs> John puts himself before the show. <laughs> well, lots of pizza this week, apparently. Did I yeah. eat pizza? No, I did not. I did not eat pizza this week. Um, except for tonight. And let me tell you, it's pretty good. Melinda, mm. no free ads. But if you head on over to YouTube, you'll see Melinda's pizza hot sauce. Very good. Very good. I want to just try a little bit, just straight up, just to be able to weigh my score a little bit more. Whoa. It's a fucking crazy move. Ooh. <laughs> wow. It's delicious. Does it taste smooth. more like pizza sauce or more like hot sauce? So smooth. <laughs> smooth, yeah, as that would say. <laughs> it's a nice blend. It's like, um, I would say it's a nice little blend of like pizza sauce. You definitely get the crushed red pepper, and then there's like a little bit of like vinegar to kind of blend it out. Dang, yeah. yeah. So that's great. And it was like $5 out here. So I highly recommend you pick it up because it's good. The pizza, phenomenal. Was it as spicy as I was expecting? No, which I'm happy about, to be honest. Mm. Um, but overall, yeah, great slice. So I'm going to give this a... Eight dollars and one cent. Mm. Wow. Eight dot zero one. Why? It's I mean, I'll maybe I'll revise my score in the morning, but as of right now, I love cheese pizza. Always have, always will. And this just adds I mean it looks let me get a real good close up there. It does look spicy. Crushed red pepper, man. Wow. Yeah, but it's tough because when it's fresh, it's a lot spicier than it's hard to know how much to use. Yeah. Which, if you, uh, I've mentioned the Spice House on the pod before, they recommend you replace your spices every six months for most, including crushed red pepper. They just say you should replace them for freshness. So, um, yeah, but I'm with you. Just crushed red pepper. 
sometimes not a great idea, especially if you go heavy. So this little sauce is great. That's why I give it the boost. If it was just red pepper on cheese pizza, it'd probably be maybe like 30 or 40 cents less than that. Mm. So I feel like you were a thin crust pizza guy growing up too. DiGiorno no notably thick crust. Yeah, I prefer my favorite pizza is brick oven, like coal fire brick oven pizza, New York style. But I don't get a lot of that out here. And for this particular slice, I wanted to be able to, originally when I was thinking, yeah, I had a lot of ideas going through my head. So I wanted to make an oven baked one just so I had the flexibility to build it up exactly how I wanted. Hmm. So. I really don't know the difference between the types of pizzas. I don't know what a brick oven. I'm not, I'm not really sure I know what New York style is. is. I know what it is, but I just don't know what style pizza that is. New York pizza is coal fired, typically. Where some yeah. pizza pizza ovens are run off of wood. Some use gas. Oh, some are just like ovens, like regular convection ovens. Yeah. Um New York New York notably coal. Yes. Thin and yeah, coal. Actually, a little controversy in the New York pizza scene. They're trying to ban coal ovens to reduce carbon emissions. And pizza makers are not happy. Pizza pizzaolis, whatever they call. Them. It's fucking crate coal? What is this? A train? This is crazy. We're still using coal to fire out of this country. Runs off of coal. You'd be surprised. Power plants. Is charcoal technically coal too? Uh, no. Maybe. I don't know how real coal is made. Petrified. It's got wolf, fucking coal in the name. Yeah. No, coal is a natural mineral that forms over the span of millions of years, while charcoal is a manufactured product created from wood. But what's coal made out of? Because Isn't it, it car- just carbon? Isn't it just carbon? Like it, coal is the last stop before it becomes a diamond. I thought yeah, <laughs> that it was you, also yeah, my if understanding. You of, if you put a lot of pressure on coal, it turns into diamonds. You think Santa wouldn't be handing that shit out so frequently? I mean, only for the naughty boys, John. <laughs> and the naughty girls. We got, we got snowman, <laughs> snowman poo one year. Yeah, we did. Snowman fizz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Snowman feces. Oh, speaking yeah. of pizza, I do Snowman have... shit in a cup and I got it for Christmas. <laughs> speaking of pizza, I have something cooked up. I'm just waiting for the right, the right spin of the wheel. So, John's talked a little bit about the different styles of pizza. There'll be some more featured here at some point. So just mm. keep that in mind. Okay. So I think I think that Chris, you're right, you did not eat that pizza time, but I think we just get right into the episode recap because I've been waiting all week for this. I wait yeah, two I weeks like for this. This should be a lot of discussion on this one too, yeah. I think. All right. So uh, let's get into episode Season three, episode 22, entitled Return of the Fly. And right off the bat, it's Donatello's backup voice in this episode. And I'm 
that's the only thing that I didn't like about this episode. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I was just it's unfortunate. I was just into it. Yeah. Well, the episode opens and we're in the turtle layer. And the turtles are practicing under Splinter's watchful eye. There's we're in the, I don't know if this is the weapons room. I don't know what it is, but there's some crazy ass medieval weapons that are hanging on the wall where they're practicing. That would be the weapons room. We just had this conversation in the last yeah, episode. John, come on. Um, John was sweeping through that one, I think. Interesting <laughs> that they're sparring. And the weapons room seems to be getting bigger and bigger with each like each new episode, but there are quite a few. Will we see some of the other weapons used? That's the real question. It seems to like there done. are a lot of nunchuck iterations. So Mikey's got a big selection. Everyone else seems to be limited in what they can choose from. Hmm. Speaking of last episode, I've listened to it at least a dozen times. Specifically the discussion about the donuts. I I fucking can't stop listening to the donut conspiracy theories and the shenanigans. It w- it makes me laugh every single time. I've watched I've I've listened to it on every media platform and I've watched it on YouTube multiple times. I just loved it. So no, I was not sleeping last episode, Chris. Whatever two episodes ago. Same thing. I stand by my donut hot takes. My hot glaze takes on donuts. <laughs> donut or donut? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Raphael and Michelangelo are facing off, and Raph grabs Mikey, spins him above his head like he's fucking tossing pizza, and then Michelangelo just gets thrown to the floor in a stupor. And then Splinter... We're just gonna glaze over that, John. Yeah, I don't think yeah. we, I don't think there's much to cover. <laughs> well, he said he not only did he bundle them, but he said he used a move inspired by his pizza making, which is like a little extra hmm. jab at him. Well, pizza toss. I guess Michelangelo's fucking in the kitchen whipping up hand tossed pizzas. It would seem, right? Yeah, the Mikey, the Mikey special, or whatever that meatball pizza was called. Yes. And um, not only did Mikey's ass get kicked, but Chris, your last episode's ass got kicked in terms of the number of streams. So John had a little call out to last episode number 39, Green with Jealousy, 56 plays. And Camera Bugged, which is what you hosted, only has 29. Well, Let's, lest we forget, I gave mine, I did mine during a holiday, maybe. What? Did I have, <laughs> wasn't mine on Columbus Chris, Day? Chris loves no, running with the holiday. Day. <laughs> Camera Bug is a shitty episode, whatever. <laughs> Here's another thing I'm going to gloss right into, ski right into. Chopped olive pizza mentioned, chopped olives are mentioned when Mikey is on the ground. Yeah. Do we add it to the board? Yes, of course you do. Yeah, it's already on it. Chopped okay, olive awesome. pizza. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, clear that up. Yeah, Michelangelo's on the floor. Splinter then tells Leo that he needs to face off against Donatello. But then Splinter has a very strange feeling. He can sense that 
they're being watched, that the turtles are somehow being watched. Donnie believes that it's perhaps the Rat King, but Splinter says it feels more alien. And then we see exactly who that alien is, and it's motherfucking Baxter Stockman, the fly, is back. He's hovering above them. He's invisible. And after months of searching the sewers, he's finally found the turtle lair, and he's out for vengeance against each the turtles, Krang, and Shredder. I mean, you kind of suck at searching the sewers if it takes you months to find these guys. I mean, Shredder can't find them. Shredder's found them like three or four times now. How big are the New York City sewers? Let's see that first. Probably fucking huge. If you do all the boroughs. Uh, It's 6,600 miles. Yeah, but he, he has a general idea of where they're at. He should, I he hope. He knows they're not in fucking Queens or whatever. How does he know? Because they're always in Manhattan. The sewer system, you can get there. Also, it, so we learned like he's he's a ghost, but he can fly through walls and shit. Like, yeah. So he, remember, he's like a nanosecond out of phase with the rest of the Earth. So apparently, yeah, that makes it so that you can like, t- yeah, be a ghost, be like Casper. I don't know. So I didn't really, in- under- I didn't really understand that either. I think we talked a little, I think the question came up before if he was in a different dimension, which I think he makes reference that he is. Yes. Or he's not in, he's definitely not in the dimension. At this point, he's not in the dimension with the turtles. So is he a ghost or is he just peeking in to their dimensions? I don't think he's a ghost because remember when he got like, Zapped, zapped, whatever you want to call it. Um, They were in like the dump and he flew into whatever like electrical thing. Um, But I just remember it was supposed to like send him out of phase with time or send the turtles originally, but he he got okie-doked into it. So I don't know what that means, but it kind of reminded me of, and I think I sent this to you guys in a text, but Hollow Man. Do you guys ever remember that movie yeah. with Kevin Bacon? Kevin Bacon. Shout out yeah. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Um, I feel like we watched it, or at least I did, when it was probably a higher rate of movie than my age. Does that make sense? Um, but it kind of made me want to go back and watch it because actually some people say that's Kevin Bacon's best movie of all time. From an acting standpoint. Foot, footloose? Come on. Apparently he hates Footloose. He hates it. He won't watch it, I think is what I read. And everybody references Footloose when they say Kevin Bacon. So there's that. You know, Johnny Depp doesn't watch any of the movies that he's in. He's never seen his own movies. I think it'd be weird to watch your own movies, to be honest. I mean, do you watch our podcast? Yeah, but it's I don't like when I talk in it. Yeah, but I don't like I also don't like when you talk in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Fucking go on mute. <laughs> I feel like um I feel like a lot of people say that, a lot of actors say that or actresses, and I f- 
think I would want to watch it back just so I could be better. Like you watch film back of yourself playing sports. Why wouldn't you watch you acting? So you could be like, man, I need to do this better or this didn't feel sincere or whatever, you know, but I'm not an actor. So maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. You're not a, you're, you voice acted before little turtle turtlenecks two for one dollar oh yeah just came back from a big sale at the wall to walmart remember when we were making that we had so many fucking issues with the syncing of the video and the audio because it like wouldn't load beforehand remember that andrew yeah shout out to macro media flash which has been dis it's been banned nothing yeah. is flash is gone yeah those were back in the uh, early 2000s. I mean, that was a wild time for the internet. Windows XP. Yeah. Windows uh, XP, baby. The greatest. AOL and some Messenger. Wouldn't uh, I never used it. Cassandra was on all the time. Uh, you never net. had an AOL and some Messenger thing? I did, but Andrew was on the fucking gateway computer. Yeah. Green Day is too cool for you. Great. Great <laughs> aim name. <laughs> uh, net Zero. <laughs> Remember that thing? <laughs> Net zero? Yeah. Yeah, the banner. You had to move the banner around for free internet. It took up yeah. <laughs> took up half the screen. Dial up. I know, right? Um dial up. Yeah, just wild times. I mean there was like Google wasn't a thing at that point. It yeah. was, but it's really Jeeves. Moved. Yeah. That's used to ask Jeeves. Yeah. So. I literally thought that when you asked Jeeves something, it was someone was responding to you with the links. I'm still actually not sure that it's not <laughs> now that I think about it. Who knows? Who knows? So uh, Baxter's back. The fly's back. He um, sinks down into the ground, and then we go to the Technodrome, where Shredder and Krang are going on about something. Um, but Shredder, much like Splinter, feels that there's a presence of someone in the room. Um, Krang's talking. He says that the, the ballast tanks are near empty and there's not a lot of water at the Earth's core. So we're led to believe the Technodrome after months is starting to run out of water. So his plan, which I would, this was shocking to me, honestly. His plan is to raise the Technodrome close to the underground reservoir in the city's sewer system to fill the tanks. But. I have a note in here. He points to the map where the reservoir is for like fucking way too long. Like a good 10 seconds is just a picture of someone pointing at a map. But anyways, Krang tells Shredder that he's going to raise Technodrome and Shredder's going to have to be the one to deal with the turtles. This I found interesting because wasn't it just a few episodes ago they they had the drill that would bore to like the base of the ocean and then they had sucked all that ocean water into uh, the technodrome and it eventually flooded because of the giant octopus or whatever but I feel like they should be utilizing some of that technology here instead of physically trying yeah. to move the technodrome like right up to the reservoir could be could be maybe the the delta in depth like that little thing can't go the extra, what, like a 1,000 or 2,000 feet from the ocean floor to where the sewers are, but seems like a missed opportunity, Krang. Listen, Krang 
doing what he can to, to keep everyone alive. So looking down the road, the bigger revelation here for me was that the Technodrome is directly below the turtle layer. Baxter, when he goes from the turtle layer to the Technodrome, he just goes straight down. I mean, you don't know that. Yeah, it was a single shot. It just showed him phasing down, straight down. (laughs) So, I mean, sometimes the most, you can't see the forest through the trees, whatever that saying is. The turtles and the Krang are right next to each other the whole time. But the yep. water plan, great plan. I'm not gonna, not gonna throw any shade at that. Well, what I'm more shocked about is that we can just the fucking Technodrome can like go back up to the surface, basically right below the sewer system. So like almost immediately below the surface of the, of the sewers. It is. Why convenient. have we done this before? Yeah. yeah, it is. It is convenient that all of a sudden there's enough power. So I'm wondering, is it because they were able to harness some of it from last episode before the batteries? Was that last episode before the batteries got yeah. um, shorted? I don't know, but it does seem like they're using their precious energy, which has been the focus of most of the evil plans, to now claim reclaim water. So I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I thought the same thing, Andrew, because I was like, how the hell this thing takes a lot of power to move that? And they have to move it up. I So when he points on the map, this is the other thing. He points at the map. It was like a blob with a bunch of tubes leading into it. So I assumed that the reservoir was that blob. But I don't think it is. I don't know what that map was. I don't know. He wasn't really pointing at anything on it either. Just like a spot. Yeah, that map was shit. It was when it was very long up on the screen. Overall, so, I'm not I'm not buying the plan right now. So, Krang, yeah. trash. And I think it's it's worth noting how like Baxter's talking about like basically killing everyone. He's very pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. He he's very happy though because all of his enemies are going to be in the same place at this reservoir, he assumes. And so he just needs to get back to the right dimension. He does say here, I need to get back to the turtles, to the dimension that everyone else is in. So (laughs) quite conveniently flies up to the Earth's surface. There's a lightning storm. He grabs an antenna on the top of what I believe is the Empire State Building. And he hangs on. It gets zapped by lightning and then poof, he's back. So. Well, John, you would be wrong because that was the Chrysler building, not the Empire State Building. How? How do you know? Because the top is very distinctive. Yeah. Isn't and, the Chrysler building's not in New York, though? Right? Yes, it is. You're thinking of the one in Chicago, which was the Sears Tower. The Sears Tower. Yeah. Yeah. The Chrysler building was built in the 30s. <clears throat> I did a little digging here because I was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out if I could tell where the turtle's lair was in relation to everything. So if you follow that scene, he goes straight, he goes back straight up, comes to the street, and he's like across the street from the Chrysler building. So when you go to where the Chrysler building is, this could be coincidence or this could be intentional. 
but it's at Lex- the corner of Lexington Ave and East 42nd Street in Midtown Manhattan, which is known as the Turtle Bay neighborhood. So the Turtle <laughs> Layer is probably in Turtle Bay in the Turtle Bay neighborhood of the city, which I thought was kind of funny. Probably a coincidence, but it was interesting. Hmm. Awfully convenient, too, for Baxter, like as he's saying, this building often gets struck by lightning. I just have to be patient, and then he gets immediately zapped. Yeah. Brought back. Free to, falls yeah. from skyscraper height to the ground. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I was killing some flies earlier tonight, none which were Baxter, um, but had some flies in my house, was swatting them. And number one, use a green fly swatter because I read this thing that says they cannot see green or they can't process green from a vision standpoint. So, and I have to say, I believe it because I have a blue and a green fly swatter. I seem to kill every single one with the green, unless I miss. And not so Confirmation much bias. Yeah, could be. But it was after I bought it and had started noticing my my kill count was much higher with the green. And then I read this article. So it anyway, so that's number one. Number two, one fly I stunned but did not kill, and he fell from my cabinets, which were probably 10 feet in the air, to my floor. Um, so relative to what's Baxter's, how tall is the Chrysler building? I mean, I would say it's probably comparable, and that fly got back up and tried to fly away. Wow. Yeah, his terminal velocity must not be high enough to do any damage. But a couple more fun bug facts now that Andrew brought that up. Spiders, if you... If you want to get rid of spiders or minimize spider webs, the color blue they don't like because they associate blue with the open sky, which makes them vulnerable if they build their web near the open sky. So a lot of people paint their porch roofs blue to keep spiders away. And fun fact, too. Who the fuck has a roof on their porch? A lot of people. That's what a porch is. You're thinking of a deck. Porch has a roof. Number two, I haven't tried this out, but I saw a TikTok that if you have a fake dragonfly clip. Yeah, I saw that too. I ordered some, so I'm curious to see. Dragonflies are like super predators. They have like a 97% kill rate for bugs. So when other bugs see a dragonfly, they avoid them. So the theory is if you put a fake dragonfly up, it'll keep bugs away. Inside or outside? Outside. The one I saw like this, it's like a little clip you can put on like your backpack or clip to like a railing or whatever, and then they'll stay away from it. So a lot of hikers put them on their bags. Chris and I are on the same fucking TikTok yeah, same algorithm. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Bugs. Another fact. I'll just float it out there. There's 200 million bugs. Or insects is probably the better term for every human that exists on Earth. Jesus so Christ. There's a lot of fucking insects out there. They also say if you're going to kill a bug with your hands to clap right above it because when they sense danger, they go up. So you fu- it's just like sonic fucking- boom it to death. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> you're going to as you're going, they're going to if they see your, you know, if you don't have a green fly swatter. Yeah. You fucking clap right above it so that it, like, they fly up into your hands and you kill it. Interesting. 
Remember the the like electric tennis fucking racket that we had that you would just yeah. zap yeah. the plug. You know what's oh, crazy? Like salt shotguns. Yeah, the salt shooters, which make a mess everywhere. I don't like. <laughs> I don't get those. And even the um, electric ones, unless you're just like in a field with mosquitoes, just like everywhere around you. How is that an effective way to kill? Like you have to hold it and hope it flies right into it. Like I don't get no, it. You you swat <laughs> it like swinging in your house. Yeah, but it's a hard, isn't it a rigid thing? It's not like a fly slider, oh, yeah. which is it's flexible. It's got to be in the air. Yeah, the thing has to yeah. be yeah, You don't do it on the, the way those The way those work, there's like two, If they don't have to hit it direct. They just have to be in between the two nodes, and then it zaps them. So when you swing it, as long as they're in the electrical field, they'll get zapped. Seems dangerous. I see. I see they do. They hurt. Though. You ever touch one? If the, one? If the fly one? is landing, if the fly is stationary. Oh yeah. Here's the good thing about living in the city: no bugs. Yeah, rats, cockroaches. No cockroaches. Not not in Boston, but most cities. No, if they're in Boston, they're just not where John's looking. I my first apartment had myriad cockroaches. I used to wake up and oh god, sometimes there'd be one in the sink because I had like a high wall stainless steel sink, so it'd be stuck in the sinks. Happy birthday to you if you fucking wake up. Good morning, I mean. Good morning to you. You wake up with a cockroach running around your sink. Or like you're up at night going pee and you see something scurry across the floor in front of you. That'll fucking wake you up. That's fucked up. Yeah, I did see a big one. There's like a million of them. Yeah. I did see a big rat in um Louisville. Louisville. Um Louisville. Louisville. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. on a river? Yeah. It was yeah, big. probably a river rat. Right across the uh, Ohio River from Louisville, Andrew, is what city? Uh, it's in Indianapolis, I want to say. That is correct. Yeah. Wow. wow. And Cincinnati shout out. over there? Cincinnati is a little bit west, northwest. Um, however, what I want to say is shout out to this place called Swizzle. Uh, restaurant. It's on like the 23rd floor of a building and the dining room rotates 360 degrees. So you can see, and I did see the entire view of the Ohio River and Indianapolis and Louisville. That's cool. There's one of those in Times Square. That's pretty cool too. If you ever get to Times Square. I think, I think there's one in the Space Needle or a restaurant somewhere in Seattle that does the same thing. So yes, there is. Uh, quite dangerous too. Sometimes people get crushed in those and die. So watch out. Also, shout out to Jimmy John's, which was the first time I ever had Jimmy John's in Louisville, Kentucky. Thought it was Jimmy like John. a local fucking delicacy. It's clearly no. not, but quite no. a tasty sub. Yeah, and I love Jimmy John's, in fact. Um John, what did you order? What's your go-to order there? Do you recall? I don't. I do not remember. They have a limited, very limited selection. They, uh, I mean, they do. I would say they have like maybe fifteen to twenty different um, sandwiches. But my favorite is the Beach Club. I get it every time I go. It's turkey, provolone, avocado, lettuce. 
That's it, I think. Rogue Rogue One's a on weird. No, I feel about Rogue One. It's like cheese Rogue that One's... got sick and lost it's all. It's got a like weird mouthfeel. It's got a weird mouthfeel. Yeah. Rogue One. Yeah, it's like does. Yeah, provolone, it's like provolone. It, no, it's like mozzarella had a baby with plastic, and that's provolone. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> it's like the something that would seal like a can that you peel off. Yeah, or like whack. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's like um it's like the top of the ricotta cheese no. fucking container. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's or, the dried out part of the ricotta you peel off. <laughs> yeah, or it's the like the same stuff that's the wax around the baby bell cheese. Oh, yeah. Like in a way, like that's the same texture as provolone. Yeah. But anyway, that Somebody sandwich is great. a big candle. Just putting it on. <laughs> Just, it is very candle-like, yeah. I fucking hope you don't like provolone. Well, we're not- on that sandwich, it's great. So turkey, cheese, provolone, lettuce. I think cucumber's probably on there too. Um, Cucumber is a good sandwich. Well, crunch. It's underrated yeah. sandwich topic. I mean, I don't know. You can get a lot better crunch than cucumber. No. What name? Something? A pickle. No, not pickles. Not every sandwich should have yeah, a pickle. I agree with that. Wholeheartedly. Every I also should no. have a pickle. No, on the pickle on the side. You, not you on the sandwich. You put a pickle with roast beef ever? It's, yeah. On a grilled cheese, John. Grilled cheese sandwich. Andrew, I actually think I think yeah. people do that. That's actually that's might be a fucking great idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say of all the examples, the that is actually yeah. maybe. But <laughs> all I know is I'm anti tomato on my my sandwiches. I don't do tomato Are anymore. You me? Are you fucking kidding me? I used nope. to not like it. It's this, it might be. I think I've gone on record saying it's the best. Yeah, a tomato on a burger makes no. a hamburger. False. You're fucking crazy. First of all, beefsteak tomatoes. I was talking about the Cavendish a couple of episodes ago. Cavendish bananas suck. Um, beefsteak tomatoes? <laughs> trash. No, you guys don't. Ever. Have you ever had a tomato sandwich? You ever had no. an heirloom tomato? A family heirloom tomato? Yeah. <laughs> the best tomatoes are just little cherry or the grape tomatoes. Like Those are the oh, best. Also garbage. Romas are... F- Romas are versatile. Romas are, aren't bad. Or vine, like whatever they call them, vine ripened tomatoes. Those yeah. ones too. But beefsteak, make a tomato sandwich. You'll never, I will never, Chris, ever fucking... eat a beefsteak tomato John, you for don't, the rest of my life. You would like, you, people that don't like them haven't had them. I've eaten a beefsteak tomato. They're in One, every goddamn garden salad that you'll ever get is a, f- a wedge of beefsteak tomato. <laughs> it's the same no, thing. That's not a beef steak. To- Andrew, beef steak's the fucking big boy. Yeah, that's yeah. one. It's They're the not cheap- putting wedges of beef steaks in salads. I'll fucking tell yeah, you that. Yeah, they are. Right oh, what are you talking are you about? salads? At no. any pizza place, you get an Italian salad. You get a beef steak tomato wedge oh, that tastes house, like mush. That's a garden, that's house a garden salad, whatever. tomato. That is a garden tomato. No, not a beef John steak. knows what I'm talking about. I do. I've gotten salads at fucking pizza places. You get, you get the fucking core of the iceberg. It's the shittiest salad ever. They put raw mushrooms in like fucking animals. Chris, of all the hills to die on, the beefsteak tomato is not the hill. John, eat a tomato sandwich in the summer and then talk to me. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a, a fucking a tomato. If your tomato is not dark, if it's not almost black, you know what I'm talking about. Then fucking Purple, you're eating you the wrong tomato. 
Yeah, purple, whatever. No, you don't. If, you're a- if your tomato's named after beef, then you're <laughs> doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, it, can they get a fucking better name than beefsteak? That's like a horrible nickname for somebody in high school. That was like an it's also redundant. Line. Fucking steak is usually beef anyway. Beef steak. Chris, you ever had a ham steak? steak? Yeah, I've had my fucking fair share of ham steaks and mashed potatoes. Fucking brown and serve. I've I legitimately walk by the ham steaks. I will never ever need to buy one again. We've had I've had my quota, my lifetime quota already at this point. I see I every time I see those, I just think, man, that's poor people food right there. <laughs> the problem with the ham steak is like ham is the driest meat ever. And then you have to pan fry a thin slice of each taking whatever little moisture was left and removing it from the fucking ham. And like, can we are you fucking kidding me? Get the little shitty bone out of there. Really? You're not gonna fucking take the two seconds yeah. to cut the cut around the bone. That's <laughs> well, like how you know it's not the cheap, like perfectly shaped ones that have like the whatever that little crust is. I don't even know. It's like yeah, the, you're talking about like the country ham or um, uh, or like breakfast ham. What's that called? Not Canadian bacon or maybe it's Canadian bacon. I'm not sure. But uh, to your point, Chris, I think the reason or John, the reason they leave it in there is so you know it was actually cut and not formed like we do with ham. For deli meat, you know? Polish ham. That's a real ham. Give me a Polish ham that's covered in slime and comes in a can. <laughs> Fucking hate ham. I hate you it. To, Except it's to good pin, to have around. Yeah. You, have to, you have to pin cherries and pineapples to your ham to give it any flavor. <laughs> it's like a Christmas tree. <laughs> Gotta hang a little <laughs> ornaments on it. <laughs> yeah, ham, ham is shit, but bacon, I mean... Bacon? I, what? I'm not a huge bacon guy. What it's part of the ham is a ham steak? Is it the I leg? Think it's, I think it's like it's the hind. Slice yeah. of ham. The it's ham like, is like the thigh. Yeah. And then slices of it is a ham steak. So yeah. you're fucking right. telling me that that pig's leg is that big? I'm eating the whole muscle? John, have you seen a fucking pig before? <laughs> <laughs> They're huge. They can get fucking massive. <laughs> It's that big? How big is the ham? I mean, the pig. <laughs> Auntie, uh, not to dox, our aunt's pig was like 900 pounds. Yeah. That's yeah, not the literally... type you eat, though. Is it? Yeah, that pig was uh, raised to be eaten, and then it got loose. But you, yeah. they slaughter them before they get to full size, because the meat gets worse as it gets bigger. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Fact. All I know is it is the leg of the shank of a pig. So, wow, not my jam. Bacon all day long. I'll do ribs too. Like pork ribs are the best ribs. Um, outside yeah. of outside what are, of uh, what other types of ribs are there? Beef. There's beef spare. ribs. I like the spare ribs. Yeah, those are all just different cuts of pork ribs. A baby back. Spare ribs, uh, St. Louis style. They're all just different preparations or different parts of the pig, but uh, short ribs from beef. They're basically like where, like the very front mm-hmm. of the ribs, where you get a little brisket on that bad boy. Those 
are the best ribs. Short ribs, yeah, great. Long ribs, nobody knows. Long, long shanks. It's a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) What about um um? Oh, what was I gonna say? I forget. Oh, what about lamb? Lamb shanks. Is that ribs? No, lamb's for the birds. No, I like I lamb. But I'm out on lamb. You can't put mint. I don't get the mint jelly thing. That's gross. I'll A nice lamb somewhere. chop, just grilled rare. Oh, the best. Rosemary, olive oil, garlic. That's all you need. Mm. Mm. Well, speaking of olive oil, Baxter is, or we are back in the turtle layer. And Donatello has created a new device that is used to track, keep tabs on the Technodrome by tracking gamma rays using sonar. So I'm not sure how that works. But it's basically a little virtual boy headset that you put on. And you can see the Technodrome as a blip. Um, so Donatello's created that Michelangelo is poking around. I'm not really sure why this is relevant, but he's poking around one of the new inventions that Donatello's made a reverse catapult. He gets flung across the room and basically crumpled up on the floor again, much like he was at the beginning of the episode. Um, but the tracker starts to beep. Donnie throws on the headset, sees that the technodrome is moving toward the surface, toward the reservoir. So I can only imagine that they're all fucking shitting their pants right now because the Technodrome is moving toward the surface. Uh, And April arrives at this point and she's like, what the hell is going on here? And decides that she's going to go with the turtles to the reservoir to see what the hell is going on. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what's happening. Not a whole lot to discuss except again they're using the energy which is in limited supply for this water so part of me was thinking like did you guys ever watch the chernobyl series on hbo no nope. for it's good but i haven't seen oh. it all right well you gotta watch it and i won't talk about it but that's where i really learned why water and cooling is so important for nuclear reactors so in my head, I'm thinking maybe that's why water is more important than the energy at this point, because they need to like cool down some sort of nuclear power within the technodrome or some sort of alien tech that requires mm-hmm. a lot of cooling. Maybe. Maybe. But we're back in the technodrome. Uh, they're getting close to the surface. And Crane, I believe, says that they're using all the juice the technodrome has. So they need to use transport modules to go the rest of the way to get to the reservoir. Um, <clears throat> and Treader says, hey, you know who's fucking Johnny on the spot with the, the transport modules? Bebop and Rocksteady. So he says, hey, they're going to drive the Technodromes. Uh, I mean, the transport modules. But Bebop and Rocksteady, Chris, what are they doing at this point in time? Well, they're listening to some self-help tapes. Because Krang... Credit to Krang. He knows they fucked up last episode. He's like, why would you use those guys? They suck. And Shredder says, no, no, no. They're on this self-help thing, so they'll be great. Yeah. 
which is great. People are actually trying to improve themselves. It's kind of like this. It's self-improvement, but it's like anger management almost where they need to like, I just think of the serenity now. Like they basically say, hey, I'm in control. I'm in control. So they're fucking around with this self-help improvement. Shredder gets on the fucking intercom and says, Bebo Rocksteady, come to with me and grab your freeze rays. So freeze rays, we haven't seen this. I don't believe we've seen this weapon before. No, and their room is a mess, by the way. Disgusting. Yeah. This whole Technodrome, they're going to share a room? This place <laughs> is huge. Yeah, and it's not the last time we'll see the room. So I'll foreshadow... I don't know what season it is, but we'll see it again. We did, you're right, John. I don't think we saw freeze rays, but we did see freezing technology from the anti-turtle attack squad um, yeah, from season two, <clears throat> I want to say. So um, the tech is there, is out there, but yeah, kind of a different twist. So I was intrigued at this point because it was like freeze rays, water is our bigger plan in play here. Mm. We'll, we will find out um, so the turtles they arrive on the reservoir on the cheapskates so we haven't seen the cheapskates in a hot sec but we have in this episode and there's some weird I don't know if you guys caught this <clears throat> someone uh, Raphael or someone tells a joke something about giving a bath I don't really remember but then there's this really weird dialogue where someone just goes nah did you hear that? No. Oh. Well, listen back because it's very. I, feels like you're watching different episodes because the <clears throat> map thing. I didn't say it earlier, but I don't remember them pointing at the map for a long period. Of time. Well, now you when you go, you're gonna look back and be like, "Damn, that map was on there for a long." Time. It was like five to ten seconds that it was on the screen. I don't know. All I could focus on was April on the back of Leo's cheapskate. Yeah. So she's working her way around the squad. I think she was on Mikey's the first time. I think she rode with Donnie once. So Leo, maybe Raph next. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Um, so they're, you know, moseying around the reservoir trying to figure out what the hell's going on. April is wandering around. She wants to see what else might be out there. Um, and at this point, <clears throat> Baxter is creeping around, lurking. I would say in the shadows and he kidnaps April puts a, his fucking fly f- hand over her mouth and sort of backs her into the shadows as she's getting kidnapped. She goes to take out the turtle com to call the turtles, but Baxter swats it away. Um, the turtles right now have no fucking clue what is going on. They could not be more oblivious. Um, they're standing around, the ground starts to rumble, and lo and behold, a transport module pops up through the ground. The turtles... Uh, I have in my notes, the turtles drop in thinking that these bozos, they think, they can't find April. They believe that Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady took her. Um, but the Bebop and Rocksteady start to shoot the freeze rays at the turtle, and a fight ensues. And as they're getting shot at, the turtles are hiding behind the support structures of the reservoir. Yeah, I thought it was funny when the transport module popped up. They all jumped out and Shredder's like, oh, finally, you put it in the right spot. And then they see the turtles and he's like, ah, never mind. 
Like, grab your <laughs> freeze guns and start shooting them. Yeah. So the self-help working at least for driving directions. Yeah. yeah. Again, not, nothing too out of the ordinary so far. I think April's had a rough stretch. She's been kidnapped back-to-back episodes now. So she's probably getting sick of that. But I was a little giddy just knowing that Baxter, like this is setting up for Baxter, the turtles and Shredder, Bebop and Rocksteady to all converge at some point. So, yeah. I mean, Flawless, it's not bad. Flawless abduction by Baxter. Gotta get oh, abs- for that. absolutely. I mean, if you recall, like Baxter, he sat pretty high on the villain power ranking because he was in season two, like really for the episodes in season two that he was a part of, like really effective with his, his mm-hmm. plans and his, his tech. And uh, geez, John, lay off the, uh, <laughs> the the bottle during the episode here. Um, Goddamn hiccups! Um, gets the hiccups. Hiccup he does. But so, so we'll your see. thing. I'm not a fish. Doesn't work. Sorry, Andrew, cut you off. John, you are not a fish. It already stopped at that point. No hiccups. Wow. Yeah. Because you did the yawn and then you breathed in more air. That's what actually did it. I didn't anyway. yawn. Who yawned? You sucked in air. And then you. I know you did. <clears throat> well, either way, we know Baxter's a heavy hitter. He's got April. G- good villainous yeah. things are about to ensue. But yes. why does he. Uh, maybe he said it. Why does he take April? Because if he knows they're going to be in that same spot, isn't. Wasn't that his plan was to just be there when they're there? He no. wants to lure them to where he has a trap. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yes. So the turtles, we go further into the tunnel. Baxter has tied up April. And he reveals his plan is to use her as bait so that he can lure the turtles to where she is. I'm not a fish. <clears throat> and unleash a poisonous gas that he has created and concocted so that he can kill the turtles presumably back to the fight underneath the reservoir this is actually quite exciting i'm not sure if you guys noticed this you probably did leonardo throws a katana into a pipe to burst the pipe so we got a shellcast sports book update there throws a katana pierces the pipe which starts to blast i believe it's steam or something onto Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady. Um, the turtles charge at the three villains. They slip on the ice um, and get hurt. I think Michelangelo ends right on his ass for the third time in this episode. The fog terrifies Bebop, Rocksteady, and Shredder, and they run away. Must feel good, Chris, to get that that katana toss. It's been a yeah, while. We needed we needed that bad because I think episode one of the season was the last time he threw one. So gotta fucking start chucking those things around to hit the over. We're only at two then. I thought there was one more. We are at two. He threw he threw it into this the will back. Be the third. He threw it into the back of the robot in front of the Mile High Towers, 
a handful of episodes ago to save like during that snow when they were sucking yeah, the nice. energy from yeah. the sun. Um, but yeah, three. So we'll see kind of where, what pace we're on at that point. But those, those pipe, uh, pipe bursts really foil Fredder's planning. Like he's been either sewaged away or washed away or now steamed away. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Every time he's in the sewer, he gets pipe, he gets thwarted by a pipe. <laughs> also, I don't know if you guys caught when Baxter ties up April, he ties her arms, but not her legs. So she could have just walked away, which I found interesting. Hmm. I suppose that is of interest. Yeah. So, Bebop, Roxetti, Shredder, they've run away. They're scared. Donnie um, wants to... You want? You gotta find out where April is. So he starts to track April and specifically her turtle com and realizes, realizes that it's in... He points to a tunnel and says, hey, it's coming from there. So they're walking around they discover the missing turtle com and they figure out that they need to find April, obviously. And they don't know why she left to turtle com or what the heck happened. And in the background, there's some rats that are crawling along the wall, which I thought was interesting. God damn it. <clears throat> and who appears, Andrew? This is where the episode took a turn or being an all-timer in my book. So we already have Baxter yeah. back. Uh, here, it was foreshadowed because we have a scurry of rats. And I think one of the turtles even like says something, right? Rat King was already mentioned earlier. I think something mm -hmm. comes up here. And then we have the Rat King emerge. Doesn't he emerge from the the sewer water, the sewage yeah, water? Or sewer water. water, yeah. That's my yeah. favorite thing about him is he just always pops up out of the sewer water. Yeah. Yeah, so we have the Rat King and Baxter and Treader and Crane all in the same episode. It's been a yeah. while since we've had four. Have we ever had four like big, big dick so. villains? I don't think so either. Unless the first time the Rat King, Baxter was already gone, right? I'm trying to remember yeah. back. Yeah, because yeah. the Rat King was just from this season, I think. So that's correct. So, yes, the Rat King appears and. There's some dialogue, but ultimately he agrees to help the turtles find April. So the three goons I have in my notes. So, well, the turtles and the Rat King are off to find April. Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady are back at the reservoir, and they're setting up equipment to basically get the water from the reservoir into the transport module. So Shredder... Sure is scared for saying that he's happy to fight the turtles. Yeah, he was fucking. He's like, we got to do this shit almost immediately because he's so scared the turtles are going to come back. But if you recall, at the beginning of the episode, he was very excited to be the ones to have to deal with the turtles. So there's a little bit of a mismatch here. Well, I think he is was he... also. Was he excited, John? Because when it came up originally, when Crane laid out his plan. Yeah. Shredder was like the the sewers. You got to you got to deal with the turtles, and then Crane was like, "Actually, you have to deal with the turtles." Yeah, At and which he was like, "I'm said, very." Yeah. yeah, but it's like he caught himself, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm not afraid. I want to deal with those mm -hmm. guys." So I think I he's suppose. been afraid of them this whole time. 
Yes, Chris, you're right. Shredder is very scared of the turtles. Bebop and Rocksteady, as they're setting up this equipment, they're fucking dropping shit all over the place. They're dropping stuff on each other's feet, and they're being super passive aggressive about this like new like. They say, "Oh, I'm in control, pal," or "I'm in yeah. control, buddy." Yeah. Very a lot of buddies reminded me of you know when we're all home together. A lot of buddies flying around. <laughs> yes, damn right. Buddy, every other fucking word is buddy when we're home. Which just is yeah. what it is. Just yeah. a bunch Bots. of pals hanging around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what is that from? It's from this joke about oh. this episode. <laughs> Got it. I'm still a little off. My hiccups are, you know, when you ever lose the hiccups and you're like, this feels weird. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah. PTSD. Hiccup yeah. PTSD. But so the passive aggressive buddy, I feel like there's some, you know, Bebop says buddy, Rocksteady has a comeback. He says like pal. And that's what just got me to thinking, hey, we should do a Mount Rushmore. And so this is the Mount. This is the first segment of the episode, Mount Rushmore, and we're doing the best. I told you, the best comebacks. I thought you were doing it because Baxter came back. Well, yeah, I'm doing it that too. Okay. But also, like, yeah, it's an episode of comebacks. It's you know, comebacks. Bebop and Rock City making fun of each other. It's comebacks. The Rat King came back. Baxter came back. So we're doing the best comebacks of the episode. Of ever. And so, Chris, remind us what Mount Rushmore is because we haven't done one in a long time. Yeah. So, Mount Rushmore is where we take the, there's four presidents on Mount Rushmore. So, we take the four best answers to whatever the category is. We collectively come up with them and then we cement them on the Mount Rushmore. So, for this case, comebacks. Yes. That's a great explanation, Chris. And do you want to lead us off with your who your nomination for best comeback? Yeah, I think this is an easy one for me at least. The best comeback when you're in elementary school. I know you are, but what am I? You can mm. say it to anything and you just keep they say something else. I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? And it the rage builds on their end. <laughs> so that's there's a couple different ones I'm sure you guys remember, but that one for me was the best, the best comeback, verbal comeback as a kid. So I will say my criticism is that it it is ineffective because as even in your story, the onslaught continues. And so it's like, what's the yeah, goal to stop the or to enrage the no, not to person? Uh, not to give them not to add fuel to the fire. I think a lot of times bullies, especially in elementary school, are looking for a reaction, and you're just if you're just neutral. Yeah, you know, and it's they get, so, they get frustrated and they just move on to something else. Yeah, and you're it's it's just so simple. All you're doing is just repeating the same thing, and they can't. There's no way around. It's like it's like a turtle going in its shell, so to speak. You just can't. What do you do? That's the perfect defense. It is a great comeback. I'll give you that. Yeah, all right. Good that's, way that's to, a good, good way to start. It's, it's an OG yeah. one. Andrew, what is your what do you got for comebacks? Um, 
I would say I got a couple here. Uh, I'll go with a, I guess, like adult one to just contrast Chris a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like a very, I would say, professional comeback would be agree to disagree. Ooh. Because that one there, it's basically like, like a fuck you, but it's in a professional tone where you could just say, well, you know, fuck you, dude. I don't, I don't agree with that, but you don't have to say that. So agree to disagree would be on the Mount Rushmore for me, I think. Yeah. That's definitely the best adult one. Yep. Yeah. Because that, yeah. Because even if the person, you're never going to see the other side of the argument that the person is saying, if you hit them with an agree to disagree, they also just get enraged. Yeah, because if they disagree, then like it's basically like, hey, we're not going to find common common ground here, so let's just stop because there's no point in continuing to argue. If they continue to argue, then it proves your point, which is like they're unagreeable. So it's kind of like this reverse psychology on their ass. So It's also if what you're arguing about is something factual, and you are proven yeah. to be wrong if you hit him with an, an agree to disagree. <laughs> that is also infuriating. <laughs> yeah. it's, that was, that's what I was going to say. Is there's nothing worse than when you know you're right factually and somebody just hits you with an agree to disagree. And it's like, no, you can't, you can't play that card. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's also a pretty good one. Um, okay. My nomination is the. The 2004 Red Sox ALCS comeback down 3 nothing to the Evil Empire, the New York Yankees. They come back. RIP, uh, Tim Wakefield was pivotal in that comeback series. Rest in peace, Tim Wakefield passed away, uh, I believe, last week. But I'm going 2004 Red Sox over the New York Yankees for best comeback. Historic, honestly. No one had ever done it before. Didn't that make our list for like best? Uh, didn't I have that on best sporting events or something? You, it was where you would want to teleport to. You said, "Oh yeah, want to go to the ALCS." Though I think it was over the World Series. Is that what you just said, John? ALCS comeback. This is the ALCS. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the only comeback. They didn't. They swept the World Series. Yeah, true. So that I agree. Does it lose a little luster because it wasn't the World Series? No. Which is the same exact dialogue we had when I picked it. We we had talked about that. Yeah. And I do think the fact that it was the Yankees and the yeah. Red Sox is what makes it more incredible. Yeah, but that could be I agree with you. I think it's worthy, but that could be a little northeast bias. Because the other sports one I had, which I mean the Pats Falcons twenty eight three Super Bowl. That to me is more of a comeback than are they both worthy? I don't know. I think there's a lot of sports options we could go, but those are the two that stood out to me at least. Yeah. Watching the past one in, in real time too was I was in a room full of Patriot haters out here in Idaho and mm. I was just taking it the whole <laughs> first half. Cause what are, I mean, what are you going to say? I was just sitting there quiet, quiet, quiet up until the point where they were like, 
I can't remember exactly what happened, but they were down like one touchdown and they, it was either a fumble or a pick or something. And as soon as they got the ball, I knew the game was over <laughs> and there was a Raiders fan in the room, believe it or not, Chris, that was giving me the Raiders. most shit. Yeah. Raiders fan. Just to, to talking. John, to we celebrate man. any chance we can get. <laughs> yeah. The Pats losing. Yeah. <laughs> Raiders fan in the room after all was said and done and the Pats won before I had the opportunity to turn and, uh, tell her to fuck off. She had already left the house because she knew it was coming. And I proceeded to then ta- tag her in all the 23 or 28, three, like merch, like the clock stuff for the next year, just as a, uh, to get her back. So I watched that with dad, that game. And he kept telling me to text you guys that it was over. <laughs> and I kept saying, no, it's not like, there's still a chance. There's still a chance. And I think, I either I think I did it right like right before the turn happened, and the whole time I was watching, I was like, it, "You just knew what was going to happen." So yeah, it is a good comeback. I just I don't know. So do we take what else do we got? I got a I got a few. I got some too. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with. That's what she said. Ooh. Is comeback. that a comeback or is that a joke, though? I don't know. It can be used <laughs> as both, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's not a traditional comeback. Like, I'm insulted. So that's my reply to you as an insult. But it's fairly prevalent in the world. In the world being the United States. So I don't know. Worth consideration. Maybe it falls to honorable mention, but that's what she said. Like the office has a whole like running joke yeah. on that's what she said for a long time. The, so. Yeah. The Oxford Dictionary defines a comeback. The second definition as a quick reply to a critical remark. So I, then, I yes, that's perfect. Comeback. Yeah. A well-timed, that's what she said, though. Man, that fucking shit hits and people laugh. Yeah. But it also can be funny when it's so bad. You get the laughs that way, too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like You you almost can't lose dropping it because you can either play up the, like, oh, it's it's been overdone, so I'm going to go for the most obvious thing, or to John's point, like the subtle, like has nothing to do with joking around. It's very serious, and then you just float that out there. That's your coworkers or something, and then, yeah, savage. I do like that one. That was I would never would have thought of that. That's a good one. What else you got? I I have up? um, your mom goes to college. Maybe just your mom. That's kind of like yeah. uh, your mother. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, your mother. I I had that on my list too, but again. <laughs> I didn't know what we were qualifying as comeback. So that's if, a comeback. Yeah. I think it is. And I it definitely, that's up with that's what she said. Like your mother or your mom is at that level or just below it. So I completely yeah, forgot about your mom jokes. That's, yeah, those are good ones. I went, this is not a, I went Napoleon. They hmm? come back from Napoleon. He got banished to an island and then he took over France. Napoleon Bonaparte, John. A little history comeback for you. 
<laughs> That's cra- it's crazy if you actually think about it. He got banished to an island under military guard, and then he came back and overthrew the government. I mean, and then he almost took over the world. So, how did, almost took over the world? What? <clears throat> he almost beat Russia. If, if he didn't time, go into Russia in the winter, yeah, he would have conquered everyone. I mean, that's a big if. You're that's asking that if's doing a lot of work. I mean, it was the pinnacle of France, like yeah. military wise. So they haven't recovered. What was that? The 1800s, 1700s, yeah, 1600s? 1800s. I don't know. 18? 1800s. Yeah. 1800s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, kind of related to that. I said I wasn't going to talk about it anymore. And here it is again the Battle of Midway. Midway. The Battle of Midway. <laughs> so, not the USS Midway, but the Battle of Midway um, is again. Chris, your you guys your World War II history is much better than mine, but I didn't realize that the U.S. were such underdogs, especially from a navy, um, uh, like from a navy, standpoint. yeah, standpoint. Yeah. And essentially, they were like baited into fighting with the Japanese in this mobile armada, and then we just upset we upset them and came out victorious, and that was a pivotal point in the Pacific in the West. So, (laughs) (laughs) what about um, Michael Jordan coming out of retirement? Come back. I think that has to go on there. I had that one. Yeah, and he just said the "I'm back." I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. Is that what? What is that? That was that's all he said in his press, like his press conference or yeah, something. That was like the first over thing. Like, uh, yeah, his un, his, his, reti- his unretirement message. He just faxed to the Chicago Times and said, "I'm back, Michael Jordan." Wow, that's pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. After his hiatus because of gambling, we presume. Yeah, I think that has to be on there. And then if we keep with the Michael Jordan theme, the Looney Tunes versus the Monstars. Do you guys know what the halftime score of that game was? No. 66 to 18 at half. Monstars <laughs> up. The Looney Tunes won 70, 78 to 77. Wow, they scored 11 points in the second half. Yeah, and the the Looney Tunes scored like fucking 50 whatever. So, and didn't notably never missed a shot. I checked the box. They have a box score. The Winnie Tunes, 100% from the field for the game. Bill Murray. That's so, a great comeback. Yeah. yeah. What about um, Theodore Roosevelt? He came back as a new party and got like a third term as president for the United States. Yeah. Fucking Bull Moose, baby. Yeah. That's a pretty badass comeback. Like the only president Teddy, ever. I think you're confusing Teddy and... FDR. Oh, Franklin. FDR. Franklin. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. FDR. But Teddy was the Bull Moose Party. FDR was just a Democrat. FDR, they he got a third term because they didn't want to take a vote during World War II. They're like, shit, no. we probably shouldn't have a presidential election, so let's just keep him for a third term. FDR was during the Depression. Or World War One. That's because well, history is all fucked up. I thought I thought Theodore Roosevelt. Someone had a third term. Yeah, I thought it was Theodore Roosevelt because he he was it 
as a different party, the Bull Moose Party, and then he got elected? Or what, what, did he just do one term before and then switch yeah, party affiliation? That might be it. I don't, I don't know that. I know the only president that's had more than two terms is FDR. He had four. And then Grover Cleveland had non-consecutive terms, I think. It says in 1940 and 1944, FDR became the only president to win third and fourth terms, giving rise to concerns. That's during World War II, is it not? So maybe his final term, you're saying? The fuck? Because Truman dropped the bomb. I don't think on November fifth, nineteen forty, FDR won a third term in office. The third, yeah. But it wasn't because they didn't want to change presidents yeah, during war. That's exactly they just had the election. Yeah. No, no, no. She had no nobody opposed him. Uh, We're in the weeds here. Uh, Either way, I retract. Trying to fucking gaslight me. I knew he was president during. Teddy the Roosevelt war. also got shot. By the way. Yeah, I, but he lived. He lived through it, or he finished his speech, or something like that. I think. Yeah, he right? took the bullet to the chest and like kept going, and then he walked off stage bleeding. Yeah, he went Either on way, for like an hour after or something. I retract my statement because I don't think he had more than two. Did he have more than two? If he did, then he's FDR on. did. FDR did. Yeah, I'm talking about Teddy. No. Okay. Teddy might only had one. Now that I think about it. But Andrew, to save you here, if we're talking animals, how about the American bison? Yeah. Talk about a comeback. From a few hundred left to now 300,000 across the country. Quite a comeback story. Yeah. And there were like three thirty million or whatever there were before they hunted them all. Yeah. Almost awful. Awful what the United States government did to the bison. Um. But speaking of animals, Chris, I'll fucking one up you right there. How about the woolly mammoth that they're trying to come back? Well, the, if it can be completed, that'd be the greatest comeback of all time. Yeah. Like taking an animal that back actually is death. extinct and bring it back to real life. So maybe maybe that'll be a sleeper sleeper down the road in like fifteen years mm. if we ever do this again. So I got I got a great comeback for you. Ready for this one? An echo. Echo or boomerang, John? Which one comes back? Oh, <laughs> I like boomerang better. Boomerang. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you got to throw it right. Otherwise, you're just <laughs> throwing it. I still don't. I'll never understand how a boomerang works. It's like magic to me. I don't understand it. I'm also surprised, John, you didn't say like outdoor cat because it comes back, you know? Yeah. Or a or a yo-yo. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> God. How about uh, when someone goes to pick up Chinese food? <laughs> it's a great comeback with Chinese food. It's more of a takeout. Oh, it's a comeback. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right. Are we going to start picking? We're going yeah. to actually start Jordan. The club. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan gets up there. Yep. I think. I think Boomerang, to be honest. I think you have to put Boomerang on there. All right. Boomerang, I feel like Napoleon. No. No? I'm I was trying to think Napoleon. of like a, what's a more historical comeback than that. Okay, so we have Jordan, we have Boomerang. We have <laughs> what else? I don't want to make that comment. <laughs> Chris can make it. What we about the Jordan? mullet? 
the mullet fucking made a huge comeback. How, yeah, how about fucking uh, what about bell bottom jeans? Yeah, I was thinking bell bottom jeans. What about like tobacco? Because vaping got pretty big there for a while. I mean, that's a shouldn't be on a Mount Rushmore, but that's a notable comeback. Like there was a epi- or a, yeah, an epidemic in so the they US at least. Vape, it didn't have tobacco in it. No, what it does. Has nicotine. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, nicotine. I yeah, meant nicotine. Right. Yeah, sorry, I meant nicotine. <clears throat> hmm. What about like a food? A SpongeBob Mac and Cheese is back. I don't know if you guys saw that news. After ten years, how about um, Cadbury eggs? They Those are great. Come back every Easter. <laughs> <laughs> they go away. <laughs> I mean, Cadbury eggs would make my Mount Rushmore, but I don't think it's for everyone. How about um? How about, about friends? Rudy? That's a pretty uh, good comeback story. Rudy? Yeah, actually, Rudy's a great one. Yeah, but that's not like a, that's like a, he didn't come, what he come back from? That's like an achievement. Yeah, that's story. true. Underdog story. What about um, yeah, friends? Because they did come back for their, their um, reunion episode. Uh, friends. Hey, fuck friends. I don't, I don't like Sorry it either, but that was, that was a big deal. Do you see they're floating? Apparently, Jerry is floating it, and Elaine has, um, or whatever her name, actual name is, has no idea what he's talking about. That just hit the Quoting news a, like yesterday about a reunion. He's always said he would never want to do it. I guess a he, reunion or a uh, redo, reboot the show. Reunion. Oh, I mean, kind of tough to get. How about like a five year? How about family reunions? Come back. Do people do those anymore? Everyone hates each other now. It's better that it's better that way, John. <laughs> All right, so we got two. What other ones are, are we at least considering? There's we're a long do list one of the now. sayings. We had a bunch of sayings. Yeah, should yeah. we do? Uh, that's what she said. Or what was the one you had, John? Your mother. Your mother. Your mother. I would take your mother over. That's what she said personally. Your mom. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's a better comeback because it's it's more directed at. An individual person versus just kind of in general. So yeah. yeah. So we have we have Boomerang, Michael Jordan. I mean, what about the Turtles? How many times has the franchise been rebooted? Wow. <laughs> I mean, not to play like the home home team card there, but you're fucking right. Like it's a great comeback because it's been done like four or five times, and it's always been. I mean, it's still going. So yeah, it's worth co- worth consideration. What about the? Didn't we have this Red Sox on there? <laughs> like you don't remember bringing up your own thing. <laughs> I think the Red Sox were. I would be fine with either the Red Sox or the Pats. Are there any other sports comebacks that? Were- I mean, the Bison though. <laughs> the American Bison is also a great pick because it's so. It was like up there with the bald eagle as symbols of America. I looked up a bunch of animals. I think that or the panda is probably your... If you're looking at animals, that's going to be the biggest comeback story. The giant panda. King Kong coming back to fucking the US. (laughs) Coming back back with these... (laughs) 
these nuts. <laughs> John was dropping these nuts like left and right this last week. I feel like yeah, it was. I really want to use that gift twice. I, well, I don't think we can do two sports ones. We need a history one. Yeah, or like an animal. There has to be. The, I still think animal. Napoleon. John just hates I'm Napoleon. Just really not sure what Napoleon did. I can't. I don't know how to explain to you that he was the like emperor of France. Okay, France. He was the military guy in France, yeah. and the king was like, "This guy's getting too popular. I'm going to banish him to this island." And then Napoleon and put him under armed guard. And then Napoleon went, took the military, overthrew the king, named himself emperor, like crowned himself basically. And then he went on a conquering spree and like con- he was conquering all over the place. <laughs> and then he got, ban- I think he got banished again. Actually, <laughs> he got fucking double banished. And then he lived in exile. <laughs> all right, fine. Throw him on there. <laughs> it's either him or like the bison is my vote. So I kind of like the bison better. I, like I also might, yeah, let's do the American. bison because now that I'm thinking about Napoleon, he may have only got banished at the end. I could have <laughs> swore he fucking got off the island, though. So let's just go bison to be safe. Yeah, because that's a nice little nod to to America. And yeah. number one, bison, they're huge. Like bigger than I think people realize. There's a refuge in outside of uh, Jackson, Wyoming, the airport. You drive through on the way to Jackson Hole, the ski resort. Massive, massive, massive. Number two, quite delicious. Not that I shouldn't yeah. be eating them because we're trying to bring them back. However, <laughs> they've been on menus of places where I've been, and they're quite tasty. So, <laughs> and it's like health wise, I think it's better for you than beef. Yeah, cow. I think you can fi- you can find ground bison in a lot of grocery stores but they're also like bison steaks and that sort of stuff i've had in um i think big sky montana or you know one of those mountain resorts and yeah it's lean i've had a bison burger yeah yeah and they like ecologically it's like that wolves in yellowstone thing it's a whole more bison we have the better it is for the plains area yeah and you should look if oh Chris, you probably found this if you're looking, but the bison restoration project, like that plan that they're trying to put in place to basically like take all this um what's a what's the term for land that like can't be farmed? <clears throat> arid desert. Not desert, but arid. Yeah. It means just like dry. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's not the word, but um yeah. So this like non fertile land reclaim it like from a government standpoint for the bison project and then directly non arable barren barren land barren barren that's what it that's is what you're thinking of. barren land and um yeah and, and basically reinvigorate it so it's actually non arable is the not suitable for growing of crops non arable great well and now you know okay. It's Mount Rushmore, which is in non, it's an arable land, I think, <laughs> technically. Non arable land. 
All right, so we've got bison. We have a boomerang. The have, boomerang, John, uh, not a boomerang. The yeah. boomerang. Oh, a boomerang? Sorry. Isn't that a character <laughs> in Aladdin? What? Boo is the monkey's name. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Making uh, great jokes have, sounds making me explain. We have your mother. A mother? <laughs> your mother. <laughs> and then we have Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's first comeback is what yeah. we're saying, right? Yeah, his first yeah. comeback. Okay. Yeah. All right. That was the Mount Rushmore. That was a good one. A, a healthy discussion on that. So back to the episode. Uh, we got here because Bebop and Roxanne were making passive aggressive comments to each other. So Bebop, if we remember, they're trying to get water into the Technodrome. And the way they plan on doing that is just fucking blasting a hose full of water down the transport module pipe into the Technodrome. So Bebop, he's the hose man. He's fucking gets the hose and he's like, hey, Rocksteady, do not turn this thing on until I'm ready. And then, of course, Rocksteady lets the fucking thing rip way too early. So Bebop is flying around um, the fucking reservoir just on the end of the hose, just all you know, inflatable arm, inflatable two man, just fucking going crazy. And he's pissed. At this point, uh, Baxter is fucking flying around and Shredder is like, Hey, what I, something's going on. We got to hide here. So they hide. They actually capture Baxter quite easily. Just, they throw Shredder throws his cape over him and he's captured. Um, and Shredder, He's like, oh, Baxter, my old friend, and he agrees that he will turn him back into human if Baxter can help them find the turtles and destroy them. Yeah, yeah I mean, smart smart move by Shredder to turn Exter to his ally. Yeah, so. and this is the second time he's done it because if you recall from season two, he also tricked, and I think Baxter even makes reference to it, that he's not going to fall for a Shredder's like sweet talking again, and he does. So he does. Quite villainous, Shredder. Quite villainous. He's got the gift of gab, that Shredder. He fucking just can coax anyone in to do what he wants. I mean, the cape, too, is like finally using that cape for good instead of getting stuck and stuff. So <laughs> yeah. it got stuck once. And it actually yeah, saved his life. Pivotal moment. Well, it's nice to see him actually figuring out how to use it. Since he's been fucking wearing it around for what episode are we on? Twenty-two. Call it forty episodes now. Exactly forty. Yeah. So, anyways, he has employed Baxter to help him. The turtles are searching the sewers for April, and the Rat King appears with a rat nicknamed Mickey um, and Mickey has found April and the Rat King tells them where they can find her actually leads them to her uh, Leonardo Leonardo cuts April loose and the Rat King just disappears back into the sewers so a quick hit from the RK but an effective episode for him for sure uh, at this point Shredder and Baxter show up 
and they're distracting the turtles to the point where Baxter opens the gas valve that he has rigged up and it starts blowing gas right on the turtles. Um, and they immediately get fucking stunned and go right to the ground. They're basically like, we're fucked. Um, pardon my French. And Baxter, Shredder, Bebop, Mark Steady, they're like, hey, we got to get out of here. We don't want to get killed by this gas as well. And plus, you have to go turn me back into a human. So they scurry off to go back to the Technodrome. And in the meantime, Michelangelo, who is a hero, wakes up, uses a grappling hook to shut off the gas valve. And then they eventually go and pursue the villains. So, a lot happened in there. Yeah, Mikey with the fucking laser there. Laser grappling shot, which I will say right now is a foreshadowing. Mm. Where, when it actually hits, I think is several seasons ahead, but I'll remember this day. I'll remember this episode and I'll remember that <laughs> statement and I'll remind you guys. Well, that grappling hook, speaking of foreshadowing, was shown on the wall of the weapons room at the start mm. of the episode. And I don't think, John, you mentioned it, but Baxter was going to kill everyone. Like he put it at some point. I think, I don't know if it's when he's going <clears> through <throat> his plan to April. Or when it's in the moment to Shredder. But basically he says he injected a poison into the gas line. Mm-hmm. So not only was he going to open it and kill the turtles, but wherever that gas is going, people are going to die. So that's kind of a psycho move to just load up <laughs> this thing with poison, open it, and then just walk out. Yeah. Agreed. He's fucking crazy. He's enraged by... The fact that he was in a separate dimension for 11 months. He's been unhinged for a while, but yeah, specifically he's out for revenge again. I I wonder if this was the same voice. I don't remember Baxter's voice, is it? Yeah, his it fly is. voice is annoying. I don't oh. like his fly voice. So fun fact, Baxter's voice is also the guy that does Crane. Okay, I thought so. Sound familiar. Pat Fraley. Nice shot, Pat. Yeah, fucking nailed Crane. <laughs> um, so the turtles they run off to go pursue Shredder, and back at the reservoir where we, you know Bebop Mark City are resetting up the equipment, they get into a fight again. They're being super passive aggressive. Rocksteady takes a two by four and swings it at Rocks at Bebop. Kind of misses, hits the front of the transport module, and Shredder's like, you, f- you idiots. You're going to break something. I'll like, cut it out. Um, as they're sort of fighting, the turtles arrive, and we get another fight scene. But this time, they're not fucking around. So Shredder, Bebop, Rocksteady, Baxter all jump in the transport module, and their intent is to get away. They want to run, and they don't want to engage with the turtles. Uh. But we learn, Chris, what do we learn? Wait, I thought, is this not where the they, the guns start going off? Not yet. Oh, oh yeah, I forget. Um, we learn, John, 
that when they were swinging that two by four around, they damaged like the I'll call it the GPS. I forget what he exactly says. The guiding the sensors. Yeah, guiding sensors of the transport module. So it's just fucking out of control. Yes. So the technology in the transfer module is messed up. So this thing is going crazy. They're like halfway down. Rocksteady's got his hands on the yoke. Y-O-K-E. Chris? Not Y-O-L-K. Yoke. And they're flying around, but it's out of control. So it's basically making Swiss cheese of the um, of the sewer. So Leonardo being the leader... L for leader, L for Leonardo. And add, add that to the pizza wheel, Andrew. Swiss cheese. Oh yeah, yeah. I had Swiss cheese and mozzarella in my notes, but was it only Swiss? Swiss I think, cheese mentioned. No, I, I think that's right because they say you're making like Swiss cheese at the place, and then somebody says yeah. I would have preferred mozzarella. Yeah. So Swiss is good. Good on ham. That's funny. Chris. Good call. <laughs> good call, Chris. Ham blows. Um, so Leonardo hops on the transport module and his intent is to cut the wire to stop it. And I have in my notes here that when he jumped on, I believe Michelangelo says, ride them, Turtle Boy. Yeah, shout out Turtle Boy statue. Yeah. What? Muster. You don't know what oh, the Turtle yeah. Boy statue is? No. Wow, you're in for a treat when you Google <clears> that bad boy. Yeah, I encourage everyone listening to Google that. Turtle Boy, Worcester, Massachusetts statue. I mean, I feel like I have to do that right now. Yeah. Yeah. To your point, John, while you're doing that, he does shout, ride him, Turtle Boy. And a little Swiss cheese fact I meant to mention. I I may have mentioned this before. (laughs) But the Swiss cheese process is so... Clean became so clean that the bacteria that makes the air bubbles was dying off. So basically, they had to dirty up the Swiss cheese making process to get proper sized air bubbles in there. What the fuck is this? This guy is. That's the turtle boy. He's basically penetrating a turtle. Yeah, that's how it appears, that he's banging a turtle. <laughs> so, all right. I think that's in City Plaza, I believe. I think you're right. It's like in the park. Yeah. Swiss cheese, also not my favorite. But I yeah, will occasionally Swiss eat it. Is a mild, mild of cheese. Yeah, I, where I'm at in my life, the mild cheeses can go. <laughs> Right, because I'm not supposed to be eating a whole lot of cheese, um, health-wise. So when I eat cheese, like you know what I like, my go-to, like on a charcuterie board, some stanky parmesan, like mm. like some really good, like aged, Put some great ass fucking salt crystals in there where it's like yeah. real good. Oh yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, like just like very, oh. Just can do Swiss. The one redeeming quality of Swiss. It melts well. <clears throat> yes, and like mushroom goes well with mushrooms, and I love mushrooms. Hmm. So a little mushroom Swiss action. Sign hmm. me up. I can't say 
I've bought Swiss in the last like 15 years ever. I could be wrong about that, but I don't think so. I mean, a ham and Swiss. Yeah. Melty, well, melty Swiss, nice mustard on I don't, there. I don't eat ham. I don't eat ham sandwiches. I don't do it. No croque madame for Andrew. Wow, no croque madame for Andrew. Or wow. croque monsieur. I mean, oh. <laughs> also no croque monsieur. Wow. <laughs> no. He's out on the croaks. <laughs> Unbelievable. No cordon bleu, Andrew? Cordon bleu? The French? No fucking. You wouldn't no. last a second in France. No, Andrew, cordon bleu. Specifically. Croissant? Croissant, nope. Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> No, I despise ham. I literally will not eat it uh, unless it's a part of an Italian, you know, Italian grinder, as yeah. they say back east. Do they they definitely don't put ham on a grinder. Well, like capicola, capicola is ham, isn't capicola. Yeah. That's ham? Not ham. Yeah. Yes. Would you think it was? I don't know. I didn't know what it was. Prosciutto, well, also prosciutto. Ham. Yeah, I was just gonna say prosciutto is also ham. Chris, fucking right on the money with the ham. Prosciutto. Yeah. There's a lot of ham going on in cured meat world. That's where it shines. <laughs> Pig yeah. pork. What is salami? Salami ham, maybe bits and pieces, yeah, John. Bits, bits and pieces, spiced ham. Do we know what pepperoni is? I think pepperoni can be either. I think there's beef pepperoni. Yeah, Before did you running. know, as we're talking facts about food, this is a very food-centric episode, which I'm enjoying because uh, I'm quite hungry, but pepperoni was invented in the United States to be to made to be sounding like it was Italian. Look it up. Wow. True, I, because you'd never see one, a single pepperoni would be a pepperono, pepperonio. Yeah, it was like a cheaper, more processed way to make like a salami equivalent. Or slightly, you know, like the cured meat in the United States. Go hang a salami on a lasagna hog. Wow. You know who else is a fake Italian? <clears throat> Chef Boyardi. <laughs> or is it Boyardi? Boyardi? No, Boyardi is how you say it. <laughs> Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. I'm not making that up. That's a fact. That's what they say. That's what they say. Yeah. He, Chef, he was a... He was a sauce maker, and then when World War II started, he started canning ravioli for the army. That's how he gained popularity. Chef Boyardi. <laughs> no one's saying Boyardi. Just like no one says Adidas. Yeah, that's annoying. But that's how you say it. Panama. Also, SpaghettiOs. Thoughts? Fire. Yeah, uh, I've eaten SpaghettiOs because I have kids. I've eaten them recently, the last month. Man, I could eat like five cans of those. So that's a dangerous thing. And if you look at, don't look at the back of the label. There's a lot of sodium in those bad boys. <laughs> yeah, you got to mix. You got to do like the scrambled hamburg Franco American thing with SpaghettiOs. It's good. Wow, love them, love them. That's why Italian has one more vowel than. English. Why? Spaghetti O. <laughs> How about um yeah. I'm trying to think of some other canned goodies. 
Spam. I like spam. I know a lot of people don't. Spam is great. Spam Cold is super. You crackers. ever had that? No, but I want to try it. it. Looks good. Andrew's favorite fruit cocktail. We used to be a canned fruit cocktail guy. Fruit cocktail's good. All canned olives. Canned black yeah. olives are quite black delicious. Like, yeah. Sloppy Joe mix, whatever that shit is. Yeah, manwich, baby. Manwich. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Manwich. Wow. Man Still man fucks. I wow. made one. I can't remember. I made one in the last like six months. I bought a can. Let me tell you, that stuff still slaps. <laughs> I bet it does. We're just putting pasta <laughs> sauce on hamburger buns and eating it. <laughs> Calling it. Calling it a sandwich. It's good, though. You gotta put, no, you ground up some beef. Yeah, but it's basically like a meat sauce. Yeah. It's basically meat sauce on a hamburger. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, um, the Here's other... my issue with the Sloppy Joe. It all fucking leaks out the side. You get a little Martin's potato roll. It all leaks out the side. Yeah, you know what the pro move is, John? You put Hollow a tortilla out the top on. No, you put a freaking tortilla on your plate underneath, so everything that drops in drops onto a tortilla, and then at the end you roll that up and just finish it off. Wow. Why wouldn't you just eat sandwich out of a hot dog bun? I think that'd be way better, or a sub roll. Then you don't have to worry about it falling out. I mean, you can, Chris. A man dog. But why? Do, why hasn't anyone done that? I feel like I've never seen that before. I'm sure it's a sub roll. No. Or like one of those little like the Coe's bakery roll things. No. One hot dog buns. Get out of my face. You suck. No. The only thing you you're good right for ones. is eating a hot dog. No. Did you ever put a banana and peanut butter in one? No. Try it out. Still I'm not sure I've ever had a fresh hot dog, but now that I think about it. Because you and dad would buy like gas station <laughs> ones. You have to spend the hot dog bun is the most critical part of the hot dog. Spend the money. <laughs> yeah. And I'll put a link in the show notes to, I don't know if I sent it to you guys on Instagram, but it was a link that said, I'll just read it so I don't fuck it up. Um, it says the illegal U-turn shaboing boing is crazy and it's two hot dog buns with a full kielbasa link that has like the U connecting yeah, the hot dog bun across <laughs> the hot genius. dog bun genius <laughs> genius absolutely remember I, I one time ate kielbasa and then I proceeded to have these <laughs> these smelliest burps. Yeah. Ever. Kielbasa burp I, burns too. And I didn't know I didn't know what was causing it until I was in high school walking down the stairs and I burped and someone behind me said, This smells like kielbasa. <laughs> and I was like, Oh shit, that's what is making me burp like this. Fucking the Polish sausage. That I ate the yeah. night before, Dad. Oh, I love kielbasa almost as much as I love TMNT and TMNT Shellcast. Yeah, yeah, almost as much as I love our social media accounts at TMNT Shellcast. You can see if you're on the YouTube, you can see at the bottom we've updated yeah. to have little pictures of turtles. So that's great. 
Yeah, it'd be cool too if like the host of this show, when he's eating pizza on a Friday, would utilize the social media pizza Friday hashtag and join in. Yeah, that also might be cool. But do you know, remember how a couple episodes ago I said that someone went and liked all of our TikTok videos? Yep. That was Mike Likes that called in who left the voicemail. And fun fact, Mike we likes. were I was I was trading messages with him on TikTok. We were going back and forth for a good like 10 minutes. So update Mike likes. Who's Mike that, likes? That's that's that just, was the guy that that's not his real, that's not his real name. Yeah, that oh. was the that was the second caller. His name, yeah, the one. Okay, gotcha. Um, yes, yeah, so we were going. He and he messaged a couple of days ago and said, "Well, one, he's fucking ripping through episodes. Not that I'm caught up, but he said, uh, you know, I know y'all post on YouTube, but." Do you go live at all? I always have questions when I listen. Wow. We, sh- we should do a live. I w- yeah, we'll definitely do a live episode for sure at some point. Maybe sooner than later. The, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Mm. Same page. Yeah, we'll see. However, <clears throat> is it Mike? Because I thought the pod of the Trollcom voicemail, which if you want to join the and be featured on the show, head on over to the website or any social media <clears throat> platform, click the link in the bio or click the link on the um, website page that brings you to the Trollcom voicemail where you can leave a question, comment, or feedback. If you want to listen to a couple fan-hosted ones, go back to the last episode, number 39. We had two um, from our boy Steve States. And Steve I States. think it was Jack Likes, not Mike Likes, John. Yeah. Oh, could be wrong Jack about Link's that. Beef jerky. Yeah, that's because I was thinking Jack Links. Yeah, could be wrong about that. Either way, that's Either way. just Link's. a pseudonym. Much like that's Link. his Clark Kent to his Superman. It could be. Um, yeah, it could be. I will yeah, say though, um, I know it is for a fact. <laughs> okay, perfect. Seven. <laughs> Chat him up. Well, I will yeah. say um, we do have more five star reviews. So none, uh, well, number one, we have now eight five-star reviews. What? Yeah. Um, I know I'm one of those. Yeah, me too. How many reviews total do we have? Eight. Fucking bad, a thousand, baby. Yeah, eight five-star reviews. Um, here are the two recent ones that I'm going to read off real quick. And uh, yeah, timely, but... From 925, we had Steve OK Cape Cod on Apple Podcasts. So, uh, and it's titled Shell Yeah! Exclamation point. So glad to find a podcast based on TMNT that is all around good. Keep it up, guys. Uh, Keep it up, guys. Here to some great listening as I, a newcomer but I diving in <laughs> and enjoying this so much. Thank you. The, uh, signed the original spike. Whatever that means. That was the uh, poster. Yeah, that was a roller coaster. Non- was, Do we have any spike that's not the original one? I don't know. Who? Yeah, I have no idea. And then Steve, um, Steve on the Cape getting hammered. Yeah. That's my birthday. Shout out to Steve. 
Yeah, shout out Steve. <laughs> um, and then uh, from last week, actually, on the 7th, we had uh, Drumbeat McGee via Apple Podcast uh, titled Best TMNT Podcast Hands Down. These guys have awesome chemistry and humor, all while keeping the topics relevant to TMNT and the classic 1987 series. So, big, great chemistry for brothers. Yeah, we've only been working on it our entire lives. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Um, everything that we've ever done has led to this moment. Yeah, it's a fact. It's true. And uh, yeah, so just shout out again to our fans. It's been um, pretty fan heavy these last few episodes. So, let's keep it coming. I mean, live shows. Yeah, we'll do it. Merch. Chris is still working on it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't. Yeah, listen. <laughs> Fucking Paramount, baby. They don't want you doing anything turtle-wise. Yeah, so Fuckers. thank you. Uh, just as, And quickly, we, we mentioned X slash Twitter. That's where Pizza Fridays will be. So go there if you're eating pizza and tag us. John does TikTok. That's where the pizza polls are. And occasionally a very funny or not very funny video. So, <laughs> And then uh, on Instagram... That's where I'm uh, pumping out AI-generated artwork that's related to the show, the podcast segments, and in general, cool stuff. So, yeah, Team NT Shellcast, check it out. Check it out. And what you should also check out is how when Leo cuts the wire on top of the transport module, it saves the sewers from being turned into further Swiss cheese and... Everyone falls out of the transport module. Shredder, Baxter, Bebop, Rock City, they all, f- they all pop out. Um, and they start to shoot at the turtles, but I believe Bebop and Rock City shoot each other where basically the guns freeze and they break. And then they just start going fucking crazy. These guns are just popping off. Everything is being shot and everything's being frozen, which is not great because they're right next to a big reservoir tank. And the reservoir tank begins to freeze. <clears throat> so much so that someone exclaims, it's going to blow. That's what she said. And Baxter is hit in ice and he's frozen solid. So Baxter, the fly, is frozen solid in ice. Everyone's trying to escape. Shredder, Bebop, Rocksteady dive down into the transport module hole. And Baxter starts to tumble down with them. The turtles escape um, and back in the Technodrome, everyone sort of gets down there. Baxter comes in. They start talking about, you know, Shredder's kind of bragging that he has the a scientific mastermind um, in his will and they can do whatever they want with him. Krang, I think, makes a joke. Something about how, like, he only likes flies around his poop or something. Or he doesn't want flies at the picnic, maybe. Something like that. <laughs> To which Baxter yeah, definitely not poop. Oh, yeah. Baxter hears this in the ice, breaks out, and he's like, "I'm fucking so sick of being made fun of that I'm a fly." And he just gets the fuck out of there. Um, and then back uh, at the end of the episode, we're at the turtle layer. Uh, the turtles are eating pizza. Um, and I believe Donatello and his backup voice is saying that you know they save the reservoir. I think they try to. They even take credit for patching up a couple holes in the reservoir, so they only lost a couple thousand gallons of water. Um, 
and then Michelangelo, I, you know, is he's hurt. Shredder gives him some ice. Um, he's like, no, not more ice. And he started to hop around. And then that's the end of the episode. Splinter. Yeah. What did I say? Not Shredder. Sh- not Shredder. Yeah. Damn. <clears throat> Every time. But I did. I, so I did have on my list here uh, cold pizza. Yeah. For the pizza wheel. I do too. So the question is, do we do cold pizza or frozen pizza? Or do we do frozen slash cold pizza? So you could, eating a frozen pizza? No, I mean frozen pizza. No, you cook oh. a frozen pizza. Yeah. No, I'm saying. Cook a frozen pizza and then eat it cold the next day. Yeah. Mm. Or whatever. Yeah. I mean, we can leave it out. We'll put cold pizza. pizza. We'll put cold pizza and you can decide uh, how you want to do it. But it is on I mean, do we do, we go a little left field when he hurt his foot. This might have been earlier. He said turtle tootsies aren't made for ice. Tootsie roll pizza, maybe. I would love that. Turtle Tootsie. I mean, we could we could put it on there. Tootsie yeah, Roll. as well. Oh. Let me see that Tootsie Roll. All right. Very I good. I Andrew gets that one because he hates Tootsie Rolls. I do. Little crazy. Except- John didn't give any fucking pizza power-ups out at all. That's right. Because the pizza power-up was supposed to be what I had mailed you. Oh. Mm. Looks like I get it then. And Andrew is SOL. Yeah, there's no... I'm sorry. You're... We have a ton of pizza power-ups. Yeah. Um. So we'll, we'll have to do it next. I forgot about that, Chris. Good call. We'll have to do that next episode. I There's a surprise uh, in two episodes or three episodes. Hopefully the USPS let me down this week. How long does it take to mail the fucking letter across the U.S.? It's actually kind of should've amazing. Got, you should have got tracking, John. You can't. Tra- you want to track a letter? How do you track a letter? So you got to mail it. Fucking, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Priority. Oh, sorry, I'm not sending this. Uh, send this priority. I pay. I'm paying like twenty cents to send you this. You acted like it was super important. Yeah, I will say. I was fucking waiting by the mailbox for them to put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, you don't know what's in there. It could be important. I don't know what's in there. I know you don't. I actually think both of you are going to be. You'll be surprised, but you'll be not surprised. It'll be great. But that was going to be my the pizza power up, which didn't. I think I do know what it is, though. Now that John said that, I had an inkling. I think I know. Um. So yes, uh, pizza power. There are a lot mm-hmm. on there. So I think. Because of Chris's crazy fucking episode, he was handing him out like fucking Tootsie Rolls. Um, no pizza power-ups were given for this episode, which is fine. Which is fine. Um, but is it though? It's something people have come to expect. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Um, you know what? It fits with the theme of John, so I get it. Use the theme of John. Speaking of the USPS, mailing it in, maybe? (laughs) (laughs) That has to be Chris's favorite saying when John is hosting or in relation to John's John's host or participation. I feel like you've said mailing it in a handful of times. 
I mean, it's a fact that John fell asleep on that by the last time I was. <laughs> he's about to fall asleep again. He's yawning That's like a saying. motherfucker. I there may have been a one point where I, I, I think I maybe fell asleep. I'm not sure though. I have to go back. I I know what happened. But from watching it happen, I'm like he's asleep. <laughs> My video did freeze. <laughs> that's how I, I hate to say it, Chris, but that's how boring of an episode you were hosting. <laughs> well, I can't. I don't write the shows. <laughs> yeah, but you host the episodes. You can make it exciting. You can make it thrilling. I, well, I'm not going to rehash this every time, but I'm uh, lobbing, I'm lobbing up uh, meatballs to you, and you're like, just one word answering me. Chris, if there were meatballs, I would be paying attention because I fucking love meatballs. You'd be sucking them down. Um, I will say, though, the when you're hosting, I don't know if it's just me, but when I'm hosting, I'm so focused on like running through the script and like keeping the show within a reasonable time frame and keeping the transitions going that I always think my episodes suck. And then I listen back to them and I'm like, this is actually much better than I thought. So yeah, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but there's a, there's a lot of pressure when you're actually hosting the episode. I agree. I feel the same thing. I feel like the pause, like I am waiting, I'm waiting for you guys to respond and it's like eons before anyone talks. It feels like every time. (laughs) But then in, in real time, it's not that long. Yeah. I like, I yeah, it's fun to host because I feel like it's, you know, I don't want to let you guys down. So I try to make it as best an episode as I can, even though Chris seems to be continually let down. Okay. Play the sympathy card. They're like you're giving a speech at the Oscars. Chris, keep talking. I might just have you open up that letter and make you do it right now. Yeah, well, I'm the only one that got it. I had to run to the mailbox. <laughs> As your fucking mailman is hitting, running over your mailbox. Yeah, I know. I have known issues with the USPS, and I was all all over the place. John didn't even say what he mailed. He's just like, I sent you something. Is it a package? I'm getting packages yeah. dropped off. I got to slip on my mailbox, and I had to pick up a package. I'm like, this asshole mailed me something I had too big I have to pick up. And then it wasn't even in the pile. So there's a lot going on. What the fuck? You got a slip? Yeah, this, cause my, this is the battle I go through. I have a passive-aggressive male person. And sometimes instead of just putting driving 10 feet up the driveway and putting the package on the ground next to the gate, they'll leave a slip that says, come pick up at post office. The fucking post office. It's crazy. And it said I had to sign for it. I'm like, who is sending me things to sign for? This is crazy. What am I, a celebrity? (laughs) I thought you were were sending me like something weird. But alas, it was just a letter. Yes. So, uh, we will move into turtleisms now. Who would volunteer to read the turtleisms? I wrote some. This might be a team effort because there, um, I didn't have very many. So I'll start it up. Order of appearance: Total Techno Turtle by Raf. Green Good Guys to the Rescue by Mikey. Shredder Quake 
by Mikey, Shellbacks by Rocksteady, Turtle Power by Everyone, Turtle Tootsies by Mikey, Chris mentioned that earlier, Clumsy Creep by Rocksteady, Pinhead by Shredder, Turtle Bumps All Over by Michelangelo, Split City, which is got to be one of my favorite segments, and I want to try to incorporate that into my real life, um, by Michelangelo, Story of the Century by April, Hot Breath by Rocksteady, Ridem Turtle Boy by Michelangelo, Pork Nose by Rocksteady, Buzz Off by Shredder, Mutant Morons by Shredder, and Fantabuloso by Michelangelo. Yeah, you had some I didn't have, so you definitely got them all. Huh? Although I had I Hog Breath. I think you said Hot. Oh, yeah, it was probably Hog, but it auto-corrected when I was typing on my phone. Mm. Very nice. All right, and we talked about it, but we had a Shellcast Sportsbook update. So I can briefly share our tracker and we can see the update. This is um, updated through episode 22. No Cowabunga this episode. Oh, wait, we're on episode 22. Never mind. Yeah. No Cowabungas, which is not great. Uh, no Blimp, no Van. And Donatello with his third Katana throw of the season, bringing our pace to 6.4 for the total, which is well short of the 17 and a half. I was hoping for the double when he jumped onto <clears throat> the transport module, but I know. Just a, a stab and a slice. So we did mention a few episodes ago when we get to the halfway point. There may be some updates and or rearranging double downs potentially. So next episode is 23 of 47. So we'll be right right about halfway. So we'll have to maybe think about what we want to do there. Maybe. And think maybe. we will. Think we will. Yes. And... We will now move to the villain power rankings. We had a lot going on this episode. Oh, yeah. So just as a brief recap, some spirited discussion last, but Krang stayed at number one. Shredder was two. The foot soldiers leapfrogging Bebop and Rocksteady to number three. BNR fell to four, Rock Soldiers five, Racking fell to six last episode, and then seven through ten was Vivaldi Sign, Crime Syndicate, Baxter Stockman, Dragon Granitor, and Fripp, the alien, who I guess makes it come back, was at number ten. Yeah, so we're now we again. Yeah. Let's start with the Rad King. Because I think he of all the people had the more minor role and I don't know if you would call him a villain at this point. Yeah. So that that's the philosophical question I have is did is what he did. He helped the turtles. So that at face value is not villainous, but sabotaging Baxter is kind of villainous. So I don't know how you guys feel about that, but to me it's like, what philosophy, what camp are we in? Cause that determines if he goes up or down in my book. I think it's in relation to the turtles. 
like when the um uh, what the fuck were they called? The frogs. The mutant frogs. When yeah. they turned good and were helping the, the turtles. Yeah, that's true. The punk frogs. Um, yeah, the punk frogs. That's it. But the difference, like the sewer king to me, or the rat, the rat king, <laughs> the sewer kings from Hey Arnold, the rat king, so when he first pops, bumps into them, he almost like challenges them to a fight. Because he says like, oh, you want to fight me and my rat subjects? Or he says something along those lines. And then I was also thinking... This might just be like going too far down the rabbit hole, but his rats gave him the intel on where April was. <clears throat> Did he know it was a trap? Like, was he leading the turtles intentionally into a trap? Would be the Ooh. other question. I didn't think about that, but you could Under be the right. guise of helping them. I, I think he wanted to help the turtles because he liked April because she had nice fur. He said. And so I really think it's because he had he has a thing for April is why he wanted to find her. So I think it was less about helping the turtles and more about just wanting to see April again. Well, that, th- yeah, that's villainous, but not with respect to the turtles, I guess. Yeah. So maybe he's new. Like at this point, I would consider him neutral. He's just his yeah. own. Maybe he doesn't move anywhere. Maybe he just stays where he is. Does he come back? Yeah, he, yeah, he comes back. Okay, I think he's, I think he just got to stay where he is. All right, so he's just neutral. sad to get an appearance and not I know. go anywhere. And he fell. I mean, from, he fell. He fell back a couple. Can we spots get him above from, the rock soldiers at least. Yeah, what I the think fuck we have to. I think we have to. At least he's right. active. True. Yeah. I fucking hate the rock soldiers. They suck. They're not even cool looking. Okay, right, so he slides into the five. How about how about Baxter? Like three? I think he rockets up. He tried to kill everyone. He got caught by Sh- by Shredder. Not very cool. But everything else was pretty villainous. I mean. Attempted murder. He got as close to killing the turtles as anyone has. Right? Yeah, probably closer, honestly, because his poison was entering them, their body, yeah. and they were knocked down. And if it weren't for Mikey with like a Hail Mary there with the grappling hook, they might all be gone. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I don't think we can put them ahead of Shredder or Krang at this point. <clears throat> because they created him and they manipulated him even in this episode. So yeah, I feel like three is a good spot for, for Baxter. <laughs> Wrecking right oh, back down to six. Oh, that he's back. I wish he would just get converted back to Baxter though. All right, so Baxter goes to three. That pushes the foot soldiers to four, Bebop and Rocksteady to five, the Rat King to six, the Rock Soldiers to seven. I so think Bebop, b- they got to go above the foot soldiers. Yeah. I mean, they kind I of bumbled their way through this episode, but. They did hit capture Baxter, though, 
or help capture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they got they got right to the fucking spot, the transport module. Yeah. True. So Bebop and Rock City flip flop with the foot soldiers move up to four. Now we've got Shredder and Crane are the last two from from the episode to debate. I mean, Crane did shit this episode. Yeah, Crane was basically inactive. So did Shredder do enough to pass him? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think I think he closed the gap a little bit, but he didn't really do anything that was innately villainous towards the turtles this episode really i mean they shot at him and and that sort of stuff but he didn't in my opinion i will say it was pretty like he was gonna leave baxter frozen up in the reservoir and then he got knocked down the hole somehow so that part was pretty villainous but shredder was just kind of facilitating this episode he wasn't really doing much yeah I, I think another inactive episode from Krang, though. Yeah, could flip flop him. We have to discuss further. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so one and two stay stay the same then with Krang and yeah. Shredder. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's the villain power ranking. Very nice. Now, we will go to. The results of last week's pizza bowl. And Chris, can you remind us what the question was? If you do, if you remember, yes. if not, I, have I believe it. the question was, what is the one thing you can't live without? You can't. Yeah. I think can't live without is what we said. Yeah. Yes. And Chris, you said, with the first answer, you said cell phone. And John, with the second answer, said pasta. Notably, we excluded from the list water, I believe, which obviously you can't live without. So with a total 36 votes cast, 24 of those votes were for cell phone. Chris. Wow, a queer two-thirds. You're the winner of the pizza poll. Taking... John could not make it a month straight of winning polls. So, no. Listen, I played the odds. I think that was a well, a truthful answer. I think I knew I was going to win that when I said it. Despite keen listeners will remember John guaranteeing a win last episode. Did I guarantee one? Yeah, you did. Because I remembered. I. I do. I was feeling very, very confident about my answer pasta, and then when I was creating the poll, I was like, "This is a horrible, <laughs> it's a horrible yeah. answer." It's, it's a, a throwaway answer. answer. Yeah. yeah, it's like a family but, feud. Like people get mad when you give that answer. Yeah, that was like, oh man. Yeah, they yeah. say you give a good answer, but you don't. We do have to figure out <clears throat> how to pump up the vote numbers again. When was this posted? Uh, I believe this was Thursday night again. So maybe Thursday night isn't the night. Because wasn't it Friday? Enough. Uh, yeah, when we 
I had a pizza poll question from like a month ago pop into my feed today, which I thought was interesting. It had re-entered the algorithm. Yeah, I so there's I was just actually looking. Every now and then we get people that just go fucking ham. They must be like, wow, I really like these questions and they start liking them all. Are they just bots? I don't know. This guy's name is Loro Loro Perez three seventy six. Went on a fucking like spree and a vote spree. So, well, either way, I agree with Andrew. Maybe we experiment a little to boost the poll numbers. Okay, I'll do that. It is voting season, after all. Is it though? It's local primaries. Yes, no national elections yes, this year. Is the answer. So that means John, the middle child, will be spinning the pizza wheel. And I will say, I'm actually relieved because Andrew at the end of last episode said, John, no matter what, you'll be eating pizza next time. So I felt like there was going to be some power-ups that were used. So this is actually better for me. I feel like I have a little bit of control over this. Chris, can you please recap briefly while Andrew pulls out the pizza wheel, what power-ups everyone has? Yes, I would love to. So we had a lot used last episode, as I'm sure you all heard. And as Andrew recapped earlier, none given out this episode. So we're burning through backstock, basically. Andrew has two respins available, one combo slice, and one odds maker. John, two respins, two combo slices, a party pizza, two odds makers. And Chris has one respin, one party pizza, and one odds maker available to him. Didn't I have a party pizza that I stole from John? You stole an odds maker. Yep. Oh. Correct. Yep. Correct. All right. All right. So we've got... um, 63 pizzas on the wheel, which isn't bad. A little variety. John, anything um, anything that stands out to you, good or bad? Um, I don't have the list in front of me, but I'm open to whatever. I kind of I kind of want to get something maybe a little funky just to make it interesting, but or maybe you know what I want? Actually, I want the Venusian tree slug because I want to. I want something that I can interpret and then use as a vehicle for my artistic expression. Yeah, so you can just make another cookie pizza and call it tree slug. <laughs> so, all right, all right, sounds great. Um, anyone want to use a power up at this moment? Not at this moment. I do not, no. So, John, let me know what. Can't tell if this is going clockwise or counterclockwise. It's going clockwise. What's that, banana? Sun-dried hot dog. Sun-dried tomato. Wow. Sun-dried tomato. That's a great, that is a great ingredient. Respin. That's too easy for your first pizza in a month. Wow. Chris uses a respin. Chris, let me know when. 
Go what? ahead. <laughs> it's right, John. I run the show now. <laughs> Sun-dried? You haven't eaten pizza in a month. That's too easy. That's I would enjoy a nice little sun-dried tomato. That's a pepperoni. Oh, I get the white pizza? Yeah. Damn. Hell yeah. Even John, better. Classic John. Wheels rigged. In a way, though, I mean, that's a nice little, I mean culinary interpretation right white pizza is more of a like genre i would say not a specific pizza right this is like what white people enjoy no seasoning on my pizza (laughs) (laughs) alfredo this could be a greek or not a greek greek yeah white sauce So interestingly, my wife hates white pizza, like cream sauce pizzas. So whatever this is, I'll be eating it al fresco. Outside. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's how much she hates it, Chris. You can't eat it in the house. You can't even bring it inside. Um very good. Oh, any other power ups? Or are we leaving John with white pizza? I mean, I don't have anything. Unless you want me to make you eat white pizza, Andrew. <laughs> no, I, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I used like I've I've used a lot of power ups the last two episodes, so I think I'm gonna sit on I, what I, got, I have now. I got power ups that I need to use. So watch out, motherfuckers. All right, that's that. Okay, that is that. And now we will move to the this week's pizza poll which will be read by me. Andrew, you will answer first, and Chris, you will answer second. So, Andrew, please give me a random number between 1 and 46. And that random number is 46. Wow. That seemed kind of rigged, but that's what we're going with. Okay. This is actually a good question. The question is, what is the coolest instrument to play? Ooh, the coolest instrument to play. I'm torn between two, but I mean, shout out to Steve States. What was his band's name again? Um, very timely. Okay, very the United States of Steve. So shout out to Steve at Steve States on Instagram. Number one, John, it is States like in the United States. Mm. And he even threw you some shade with the H in your name, John J O H N. Oh, um, also Steve fucked up. You fucked up. It's not a Philly accent. It is a Cleveland slash Midwestern accent. And Chris, he's the lead singer in the band, but also the drummer. Wow. Wow. Yeah. He's got the band. What are we band situation going on? Yeah. That takes so the, skill. Shout out Steve States. That's hard to do. Yeah. So the band, uh, shout out to Sweet Chin Music. Uh, you can find them at Sweet Chin Music Ohio on Instagram. Baseball fan, I assume. Yeah. And they do uh, rock covers of pop songs. But at some point, he's going to take a stab at sending a song into us. Fuck yeah. So, um, anyway, awesome. so that it's leaves just, me, it just needs to be a 
the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song, but as sung by the band. What's his name? Be whatever he wants. Chin music. Sweet chin, Sweet chin music. music. Sweet chin music. Um, but anyway, that uh, is related to my answer because I'm torn between two things. But I think I got to go with my gut. My gut tells me lead guitar is the coolest instrument to play. Is that electric? Is that acoustic? Do we have? Do we get that granular? I don't know. Can you take a whole <clears throat> genre of guitar? Steel guitar. I mean, if we are, I will say like the electric guitar and just soloing. Like, I mean, Chris can't deny this. Grateful Dead, Pink Floyd. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Pink BB- Floyd fan. No, I'm just saying like <laughs> any of the great so like. Electric guitars, BB King, John Mayer, um, yeah, it's just it's the coolest thing when you're up there. Elvis Presley just like ripping on his guitar. He played more acoustic, but I feel like that's there's nothing cooler than that. And just struggling mightily to to be famous guitarists. Slash, how about Slash? Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Page wasn't he a guitar guy? Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Page Page was. Yeah, how about um. Van Halen. Les Gibson, Gibson, the guy that made the Les Gibson fucking yeah. Fender guitar. Yeah. So I'm more I of feel a Stratocaster like, myself. How about Tom so Morello? Answer, yeah, Tom the Morello. guitarist of Rage yeah, Against the Machine. Against Machine. Yeah, he's... And, uh, Wait, isn't, little, who's the, who's on the Blink-182 guy? No, that's Tom. Tom De- DeLonge or whatever. But oh, yeah. <laughs> why, why do I say that, Chris? Thanks for asking. It's because... Did you ever hear of a little game called Guitar Hero? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you have. Yes, damn right you have. Because that game allowed everyone to be cool. Even if they didn't have the guitar. Everyone who played that game was definitely cool. Super cool. And uh, then came Rock Band. So if you're going to say any other other instrument. Video game dissertation on this? Yeah, I am. I don't know your answers. Because if the answer isn't electric guitar, then there would have been a different order for those video games. I rest my case. I mean, I'm fine giving you just all guitar. That's all right, I wrote this gu- question, so this guitar, yeah, guitar, whatever you want. Listen, guitar, electric guitar, is it cool? In certain instances, how about the keytar? How about I answer my answer first, and then you can go through. So I was also between two, not guitar was not one of them because <clears throat> how many times can you see guitar? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's why it's of course, but I, I'll save my comment. I'll let you answer, but I think <laughs> I know what you're going to say. I'm just voting that out there. There's, well, this is where I'm torn because I think one answer plays better on the poll, but one answer I would prefer but the answer I'm going to give is the saxophone. Ooh. The fucking saxophone is the <laughs> coolest instrument ever. You're wearing sunglasses. You're just in a jazz or a blues. You get the little saxophone solo. Like, it's undeniably cool. Yeah. I, you get, you I have to say there so. are different types of saxophones that I'm are I'm taking all. I know there's tenor cool. bass. Okay. Okay. The bass. I don't know which one's which. We all know you played clarinet. Good for you. That's definitely not the most <laughs> instrument. 
bass clarinet, Andrew, Chris. Get it right. Yeah. Well, he started with the regular clarinet. Fucking Chris, squid you're thinking there. of the alto sax is what you're thinking of, most likely. I'm thinking most that likely. Andrew can have all the guitars, and I just put guitar, put whatever you want for him. Yeah. Saxophone for me. That's what I want. See, I thought you were going to say the the harp, the har- harmonica. I thought that's what you were going to Yeah, the harmonica with. is, that wasn't on my list. Okay. My other answer, which I didn't give, is piano. Yeah, piano is badass. Just being thought, able to sit down at a piano and just fucking go to town is so cool to me. It's yeah, just like... What was the question again? What's the, what coolest, is the coolest instrument to play? Oh, to play. See? I forgot that part of the question. Coolest instrument I think electric guitar is still cool, though. Like, if you're soloing on a it stage... It is cool to play. I mean, playing the guitar is cool, but, like, the drums... The, guitars. the drums might be one of the coolest instruments to play because, like, you're just, like going to town and there's so many so much variety of things you could smash with your drumsticks while you're playing you know it's like a take your <laughs> radio you drumstick? like when, you when i think of cool like when you hear an instrument soloing a drum solo get the fuck out of here after like 30 seconds i'm like i'm done with this chris a guitar solo jazz a, a jazz drummer a drummer in a like jazz band is fucking awesome yeah, but it all blend like if you a little double swing maybe. It all blends together and like the the untrained ear. Not that I have a trained ear, but like a drum. The average person doesn't appreciate the nuance of a drum. When you're up there shredding a guitar or letting a sax fucking sing, baby, <laughs> on the stage. So you play sax, by the way. It's like it just. Oh, I thought you were brushing the crumbs out of your beard. Like, <laughs> no, my sacks up here. <laughs> well, you went like this originally. Like, well, the mic's in the way, and I was when you play the sacks, you don't know this. You lean. <laughs> you get so much power into it, you gotta lean back. That's <laughs> how uh, you want all the notes out. You gotta arch your back. Well, I'll tell you what is not the coolest instrument to play, and that's the recorder. And I'm dreading when my kids bring that bad boy home. I think it's like fourth grade or something where they'll be like blasting that. Did so. our school just like, I, I never played the recorder. Is our school just the one school in the world that never made kids I do guess. That? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. So I'm going to suggest to all the listeners, if you want to hear holy shit holy shit I forgot how fucking awesome this song was talk about saxophone andrew can we tee up somehow maybe i can share listen to a, a little song called moanin by charles mingus we could make us listen to that that's what this whole chris, thing was about fucking if charles you, mingus chris i'm making your argument here it is the fucking coolest saxophone solo intro to a song ever i think you're sabot- a guy named mingus has the coolest Sounds like a sabotage. I was thinking I more like Bill Clinton on Saturday Night Live playing the saxophone. I was thinking Charles. I was Mingus thinking Mona. Um, the guy from OAR playing the sax in Hey Girl. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty yeah, badass. Yeah, ska music. Like, I get all of ska music. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Why do you get all of ska music? There's a lot of like fucking horns. There's a lot of horns on, on ska music. Well, Chris didn't pick a horn. Yeah, he did. Sax. He, chose sax a re- horn. he chose a reeded instrument. That's not oh, a horn. Oh, God, John, your stupid music knowledge is so... Yeah. Chris, 
I'm just saying a horn is a trumpet. A French horn is different from a brass. All right, brass. Not a horn. Fucking, they're all brass. That's what I took. The brass section. I mean, you didn't take the horns. Is all I'm saying. Well, whatever, John. You're getting you're getting too into the weeds. Nobody yeah. besides you knows anything. <laughs> any useless knowledge? You get into the me. weeds or too into the reeds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just remember John. Speaking of reeds, John's lubing up his fucking bass clarinet. <laughs> <laughs> Lube it up, but you gotta fucking wet the reed before you play. Yeah, I know, but it does it's not the most graceful <laughs> yeah. looking thing. Yeah. Oh, Don't you mean call, a fucking? I'm sorry. I was an all-state clarinetist. Yeah. How about that? Were you? Well, you think what a three? Would you pick the clarinet, John, for your answer, or what would you pick? Coolest I, instrument yeah, to play? I'm because uh, my vote has no outcome in this. No, I'm not going the clarinet. That's probably the lamest yeah. instrument to play. The flute is definitely lamer than the clarinet. No, the the piccolo is lamer. I don't even know what that it's is. A tiny flute. <laughs> it's an even smaller flute. <laughs> how about a how about a didgeridoo? Or how about the instrument that they play at the top of the Swiss Alps? Oh, the, the big, big the yeah. Yeah. Horn of Gondor, whatever that thing is. <laughs> yeah. Or the tuba. I might go the tuba. Tuba's coolest. Really. The coolest instrument to play your own tuba. The thing that I think like, violin's wraps pretty cool. Yeah, yeah That's a susa. Cool. I think a sousaphone wraps around you. Violin is cool. Yeah. Anyways. Trumpet. The French horn is also quite sounds the coolest, but the coolest to play. I think violin is probably the way to go. I agree. Yeah, I would say that, like the fiddle. Yeah, any instrument it's you can pick up though, and play a song, like a a song song yourself. I think it's cool. So like guitar, you can do that. Oh, um, about the fucking double piano. Bass. Oh, a stand up <laughs> bass. Yeah, stand up <laughs> yeah. bass. A little yeah, walking bass line. Just fucking strumming. <laughs> What do they call those things? The three yeah, guys, the, string quartet. But then when you're holding it up there and you can Four like guys. spin it and it goes around. Yeah. Slap a little bass. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. I'm well, also also fun fact about myself that you may not know. Now you were really a music good. minor in college, John. No, no, no. Oh. While that is fun. I think people know that I am really good at making a trumpet noise with my mouth. Do it. Do it. Right now? (laughs) 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 I'm not going to do it right now. I think we got enough of it. Yeah. That might make the intro. That might make the intro. <laughs> uh, getting off the rails a little bit. Getting off the rails. Post credit end of the episode. All right. Uh, um, okay. So Andrew, you said guitar. Chris said saxophone. Uh, and yep. that I'll work my magic and try to get some good uh, some good views on that post but we'll have an answer for next week um okay well that's the end of the episode episode number 40 the ronald reagan episode 
anything i'm i'm just gonna say something real quick my wife made some apple crisps uh earlier this week i guess last week oh so good had some ice cream with it It was fucking delicious yeah love apple crisp season apple crisp over apple pie any day of the week yeah and twice on sunday for sure like apple crisp any i mean there are other crisps like i've seen um peach cobbler is a type of crisp yeah so peach cobbler cobbler is what what i was thinking i didn't know if it was if that's what it was called but any crisp is just phenomenal and john i feel like you have brought a crisp to thanksgiving a time or two back in the day Hmm. or maybe it was i definitely brought some muddy buddies yeah (laughs) yeah that's for damn damn sure but either way very (laughs) good (laughs) <laughs> very good um i also found out that it is the 20th anniversary for the uh psl from starbucks pumpkin spice latte wow they invented, 20 they years. Inv- it's been 20 years i wouldn't have guessed they, that long they invented it apparently they're, or they're, they're claiming they did so mm-hmm. um there's that so yeah we're in the midst of the fall we got apple over already. pumpkin any fall though flavor wise Fall should be more apple than pumpkin. I like pumpkin. You don't see a lot of people carving apples. I like pumpkins, but in terms of flavor, apple, anything is better than the equivalent pumpkin. Well, pumpkin Good. itself doesn't have much apple flavor. Juice. You have to add spice to it. Apple pumpkin sauce. juice, John. Have you ever had pumpkin juice? Is it? Have you? No, no, it's uh, not a thing. Pumpkin juice is a Harry Potter thing. Maybe. Actually. No, not mm. maybe it is. I've read all the books. <laughs> Nobody knows. Uh all right, Chris, anything to add before we wrap this up? No, I don't You're hosting well, maybe, next week? Yeah, is next week the Halloween episode or is it the week after? <clears throat> uh if we record on the, it'll be It's the week after. Well, yeah, but are you, if we well, record on the 29th, if we record on the 29th and Andrew can release it on the 31st, that would be the, I would say we film on the 29th as the Halloween episode, but yeah, why don't we do you that? Are you going to be able to with trick-or-treating and everything going on with your kids? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Or we record like the 28th or something. I don't know. Maybe we just adjust for that week, but I just want to make sure I don't want to miss it. So yeah. I just feel like if we release it the week, like almost a full week in advance, is it, will that lose its luster or is that better to build up? I don't know. What day is Halloween on? Friday? Uh, Tuesday. on a Tuesday. Oh, yeah. So we can't release on a Wednesday and then go a full week. You're probably yeah. right. <clears throat> All right. So maybe we'll release early that week. Yeah. So two weeks from now <clears throat> or, yeah. or at least not next Sunday is one. Yeah. All right. That's fine. I'm ready anyway. My last piece of the costume is coming in this week. Mm. I'm excited. Very good. Yeah. Andrew, anything to uh, to add? You know, I had something, but I think it may be gone. I, I don't mm. think I might have written it down or saved it. I thought maybe... A fleeting moment. It was fleeting. So instead, I will say... Um, that you should recycle. You should. 
we all should. Let's see the earth better than where than you know, leave it leave it better than where we found it. So do your part. Hmm. And with that, we will end the episode. So thanks everybody for making it this far. And Chris will be hosting next episode. We look forward to that. At least some of us do. So see y'all. We next got our week. boy coming up. Fucking Jones, baby. Oh, baby. Is that next episode? I think, yeah. I think it's Corporate no. Raiders or Corporate, whatever that Ooh, is. Ooh, Casey Jeez. Jones, Outlaw Hero. Wow. I believe either Steve or Mike's Jack's favorite episode. Well, I think Steve likes a subsequent episode, perhaps, where Casey Jones Dimension X, I returns, I think is what he said, which is a few from now. Mm. Um, but there's some good ones coming up. Like these next five or six. Oh, yeah. Or seven, maybe. Real good. So, yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. <clears throat> Very good. All right. Thanks, everybody. Cowbunga. Yes. Cowbunga. <laughs>